How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching ABL Live. Thank y'all for being here tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got quite a few topics on deck for tonight. There's a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over mainstream media, social media, the streets, everywhere. So we have a mayor up there in Rochester, New York, Lovely Warren. Now I have forgotten about Lovely Warren because I had seen her before in some in some campaign finance violation type stuff, and now her husband is an actual drug seller, a dope boy, as the cool kids say, getting arrested on drugs and guns. She's talking about, oh, we're separated. I didn't know what he was doing. Meanwhile, they're in the same house together, living together with their daughter. How don't you know, ma'am? You're the mayor of Rochester. You don't know what's going on in your own city, in your own house, with your own husband, father, your child, or children. What's going on with that? We'll talk about that a little bit more. Also, John Cena, super pathetic. I'm talking about, if you look at pathetic in the dictionary, you're going to see John Cena. Yes, I can see you, sir. What I see is a pathetic human being. Apologizing to the Chinese Communist Party and Mandarin at that good night. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the shootout, the shooting gallery that commenced at the George Floyd Square in Minneapolis. We'll talk about Kwame Brown and a few more things on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you. If you enjoy the show, if you like what you're hearing, Go ahead, give me a thumbs up on the video, like the video, do all that good stuff. And I appreciate you if you did, but we got a whole lot going on. I'm not really sure where to start. Uh, first, thank y'all for, for joining. We got, we got a lot to talk about, and there's a few more things I ain't even really put on the list. We're, we're really going to get into it. But um, where, where do I want to start? I could, okay, let's just start with Lovely Warren, the mayor of Rochester, New York. Now, this story is, is so crazy, but not surprising at all. It, and it underlines the actual problem. It underlines the actual problem with these cities, with these places. They're talking about white supremacy, orange man bad. They, they want to blame Republicans. They want to blame Trump. Trump's not even in office anymore, but they still want to blame him for the things that are going on. They're talking about... Stop Asian hate, Black Lives Matter. These are the things that they're concerned about. But the reality is that there's something different going on that we need to address. That's the violence within the community that's been there for quite a long time. And as a matter of fact, the violence is only getting worse. It's not getting better. It's not getting better. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find a handy dandy chart right quick. Oh, here, here we go. Here's a chart that I want you guys to see. Before we even get into Lovely Warren, we're talking about these Democrat-run cities that have been run into the ground and through the ground into the core of the earth, basically, where they had the matrix at. Zion, they, they didn't drove these cities all the way down there. The, the, the sky is totally scarred. It's, it's a wrap above the surface. They've driven them below the ground. Now, here's your chart. Let me put it on the screen right quick. Give me one moment, and then I'll go ahead and tee that up for you. All right, so here we go. Now, this chart says it all. And if you 
are not able to see this, if you listen on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc., if you want to check me out there, link will be in the box, or just search for ABO Live. I should pop right on up on your favorite audio streaming platform. But this chart says homicide spikes across American cities, and that's a year-to-date change. And this is as of today, I suppose, or like the past couple of days. Now, Portland, Oregon has a 800% increase in homicide, 800% increase. Now, is that just happenstance? Oh, it just happens to be 800% increase, not 8%, not 80%, but 800, 800, three digits, 800%. Is it happenstance or is it because of the over 100 nights of anarchy at the federal building? Is it because the police have been defunded? Is it because of Black Lives Matter's presence? Is it because of Antifa's presence? Is it because of lawless criminals allowed to do whatever they want to do in the city of Portland? Is that the reason or am I just, am I being a conspiracy theorist or something like that? You guys let me know what's going on because apparently I don't know. I don't know what's going on. When I said defunding the police would be a bad thing and it'd cause crime to rise, it'd cause a homicide rate to spike on up, I was called all types of names. But you guys let me know what's going on. L.A. County, 148% increase in homicide. Year to date, 148% increase. Minneapolis, 93% increase in homicide. ATL, Atlanta, Atlanta, 52% increase. Philly, 38%. And the list goes on. These are just some of the tops. These are the top five, all right, that are alive. But anyway, these are the top five. There's more. Um, New York City, Chicago, the, the usual suspects. But in, anywhere where you've had defund the police and things of that nature, with all these so-called protests, which ain't nothing but riots, you're going to have this happen. So, is the actual problem the white man, white supremacy, Lovely Warren, and Rochester's talking about reparations. It's like, Lovely Warren, you're talking about reparations? Is that what you're focused on? You're not focused on the crime, the violence, and things of that nature? Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Warren. You're not focused on the crime and the violence in Rochester because you're engaging in the crime and the violence. First, there were some campaign finance allegations against lovely Warren and other things. I mean, people in the city know she's corrupt people from there. They already know what time it is, but people voted for her. People knew who she was and how corrupt she was before they voted for her. But you know, that, that, that sentence makes no sense. They knew she was corrupt before they voted for her because blue, no matter who, right? Blue, blue, no matter what blue, no matter who, they don't really care if you're corrupt or whatever. Same thing with Creepy Joe. You know what son is a, a dope fiend, a crackhead. He was getting money over in Ukraine illicitly as a result of his father. You know his dad is allegedly the big guy. Save 10% for the big guy, 20% for the big guy. When he said, when Charlamagne got on Breakfast Club said, hey, the black community, we, you know, we want X, Y, and Z. He was like, look, man, I don't got no time for that. Vote for me or you ain't black. He told you what he was. He said what he was from the beginning. Vote for me or you ain't black. And they still went out there and did it. So at a certain point, 
people can say Lovely Warren's corrupt. People can say that she did X, Y, and Z, which she did. But when do the citizens begin to take personal accountability and responsibility for who they voted for, who they vote for in office when they know what kind of person that they are from the very beginning? But anyway, so Lovely Warren, people knew that she was corrupt from the very beginning. Right when she gets in the office, campaign finance law, some things going on, you you know, you didn't do something right, and some other things. But here we are with her husband getting arrested on drugs and guns. He was part of a mid-level drug trade or empire, I guess you would call it, in Rochester. Okay, I think they were selling, I think he might have had weed and other drugs, cocaine. I think he had cocaine at the house. So what they were able to recover from the raid, they were found they found money, guns, and some cocaine. Now, my question is an obvious question, maybe not so obvious. I'm thinking from a logical point of view, not even from a from a moral point of view or directly from a legal point of view. We all know that you can't sell cocaine and you can't have, you know, illicit guns. You can't just sell guns outside your house. With no FFL, you can't have all this illegal money from the from the cocaine in your career. We know that part. But aside from that, the question has to be why? Why are you doing this? Your wife is the mayor. You don't have enough money. You can't get a city job. Surely you're able to get a city job. Engage in a little bit of nepotism, shall we? All right. You can go get a, a job working the dump truck because your wife is the mayor. You could at least do that. That's two incomes right there. You can put your daughter in school, won't be no problem. You can go get a city job working on a dump truck. She can be the mayor happily ever after. Why you got to be a dope boy? I mean, this seems like a thing that they were involved with together. You put Miss Warren out there as a face of the operation. She's the mayor. Nobody's going to know. And you can keep selling your drugs and living the high life. Buying your Chrysler 300, spending money on vacations and trips and things of that nature going on Southwest Airlines and punching the flight attendant in the face, knocking two teeth out. I'm not saying he did that, but that did happen as a side note. You could do all those things with your dope boy money versus just being a, having a respectable job, working in carpentry, taking out the trash, cutting grass, doing something like that. It's no shame. You don't have to necessarily be the, the, the breadwinner, Mr. His name is not Warren. I forget what his name is. Prince Johnson. I don't know what his name is. But anyway, you don't have to be the breadwinner, sir. You can just have a lower paid job. Why must you try to be a dope boy? So now she's talking about, oh, this is a smear on me because we have an election coming up and we're separated. We're not even together. Well, ma'am, you were living in the same house with him when he got arrested. Now, granted, you weren't there, but your daughter was there. You get all your, your clothes in the closet. It's like, ma'am, stop. Y'all in the same house. You probably got the cocaine right next to you in the bed. Let's stop playing games. This is the actual issue with a lot of these cities. You got bad people. That's just the bottom line. You have bad people all the way around. The, the criminals, the gangbangers, the thugs that want to shoot and loot and tear things apart. You have them. And then you have the enablers. The, the city officials, sometimes the police chief that gets appointed by the mayor. You have them working in cahoots to keep the city violent, dangerous. I'm not really sure why. They're talking about, oh, well, these kids need a second chance, just like the situation in Washington, D.C. Now, you got the mayor. What was that? Um, uh, I forget it. Muriel Bowser, is that her name? The mayor of D.C.? 
So the mayor of D.C. wants to paint Black Lives Matter, or she had it painted right there. I think it was on 16th Street, right by the White House. Like, if you saw 16th Street from an aerial point of view, it'll point right to the White House. So it was basically giving Trump the middle finger. That's what that was. Because after he left, they did electrical work and then paved over it, and it's not been paved back yet. And when reporters asked, hey, are you going to pave the, are you going to paint the Black Lives Matter back over this pavement that you just put over it? I'd be like, we'll get to it soon, whenever. But it was no sense of urgency. But anyway, in her city, that's where the carjacking of the Uber Eats driver happened. Muhammad Anwar, if I'm not mistaken. Now, they carjacked him and killed him, left him on the side of the road. They didn't even care about him. A 13-year-old and a 15-year-old girl. What were they worried about when the, Man was on the side of the road on a sidewalk, lifeless. What did they care about? Where's my phone at? For those girls who expressed no remorse, broad daylight, carjacking with a weapon, they were armed, armed with a weapon, carjack killing. Uh, let's not have them go to the penitentiary because if, if this is the police chief now, and when I say this, this is not in the way to try to attack the police. It's talking about the leadership because the officers are not the equivalent to the chief. That's a whole different thing. But the chief, he says, look, if we put them girls in the penitentiary, it won't bring that man back. It's like, excuse me? <laughs> Charles Manson is in jail forever. He didn't even kill anybody. Now, obviously, his rhetoric led to killings, but nobody's going to say, hey, man, he ain't killed nobody, let him free. It's like, no, he's right where he needs to be. And these girls should be in the penitentiary for actually taking this man's life. Armed with a weapon and killed him right there on the street. Didn't even care about it. They should be in prison. But when you have this type of leadership in place, you're going to have more crime and violence. What's the deterrent for going out there and committing crime and violence when you know it'd be a slap on the wrist at best? What's the deterrent? You could do whatever you want. I mean, that's just, and that's what's going on. That's why you see, let's, let's go back to it one more time. One more time. Portland, 800% increase in homicide, not just crime, because I don't want that to be misconstrued. Not just crime, 800% increase in homicide, murder, L.A. County, 148%, Minneapolis, 93%, Atlanta, 52%, Philadelphia, 38% increase in homicide. And you know what? Right when the BLM spring, and shout out to At Nation TV for that one. I got to give him his credit. got to give him his flowers, as the cool kids say. When the BLM spring, like the Arab spring, when the BLM spring jumped off last year and then this whole talk of defunding the police happened, I was like, you know what? A lot of these liberals won't even care if the homicide rate jumps up three, four, five, ten, eight million percent. As long as there are fewer police involved shootings, that's all that really matters. They don't really care about the actual cause of death. People, fo you know, they, they, they focus on police shootings of quote unquote unarmed black men. It might be like five to ten of those a year, and they're usually justified. Just because somebody is not armed does not mean they are not dangerous. If someone hits your front window of your house with a brick, and they climb through it at night, and they're running around, aggressive, grunting, and you get your, your rifle, your shotgun, your pistol, whatever you got, and you go ahead and take care of business, but the person was actually not armed with a weapon, is anybody going to say, hey, man, you shouldn't have did that. They were unarmed. It's like... <laughs> Well, they threw a brick through my window and they were, it's the middle of the night at three in the morning. I got kids in here. Like, what you want me to do? Just let them just say, hey, man, do you have a weapon on you? Are you armed by any chance? 
I know you're in my house and you shouldn't be, but are you armed by any chance? No. All right, man. So yeah, you can do whatever you want to do, man. It go, go right in there. My, my daughter's in there. You can go in and kidnap her. It's like, come on. Like we got to just stop playing these dumb games. We got to stop playing these dumb games. So, um, shout out to all the people in the world that understand that all the police chiefs, all the mayors, all the governors that understand you can't just play dumb games like that because, the real world is much different than fantasy land. Now, speaking of real world, fantasy land, things of that nature, um, I'm going to talk about the George Floyd shootout because this has kind of been right on my mind for a minute. I want to talk about that. Well, not, not the George Floyd shootout, the George Floyd square shootout. Now, this event, well, I got to back up. Oh, yesterday, Yesterday was the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death. Now, the media are, the media is ridiculous. The media has become propaganda. I was watching a video today about propaganda on TikTok from China. I'm not sure who has the better propaganda. Is it Chinese Communist Party or is it the American mainstream media? The American mainstream media has sophisticated propaganda that you might not recognize unless you are seeing it through a trained eye. They were reporting on the one-year anniversary of his death, talking about the one-year anniversary of his murder, that, you know, one block from his murder. They want to make sure that you know that George Floyd was murdered. Although there is a person that's been convicted of it, that doesn't mean that that's what happened. You know, if you see that tape, it's arguable, really. But anyway, so on the one-year anniversary of his death, you got camera crews out there on quote unquote George Floyd Square in Minneapolis. You got this makeshift shrine, I guess you would call it. Matter of fact, let's pull up a picture so we can get a visual aid while I'm talking. Um, it's like a little, it's like a, a a giant fist, which is really weird. It's like an obelisk. <laughs> you got you got this makeshift obelisk in this makeshift square, and they, they're calling this uh George Floyd Square. Matter of fact, hold on. Here's a here's a picture of it that's uh, it, it gives you the, the, the general idea of what's going on. Now, there's a whole lot of idolatry going on. They, they're praising George Floyd like Jesus. You say anything bad about George Floyd, you talk about the, the drugs he was on and things of that nature and saying, hey, you know, drugs are bad. You talk about that. Oh, how dare you? You're, it's blasphemy. It's like, let's just call things how they were. But anyway, let's let's put this up. So this is George Floyd Square. And if you're not watching it, if you're just listening to me, you um, you see, I'm seeing get pictures of other guys on it. It's not even just about George Floyd. It's like they, they didn't took some dirt and put it right there in the center, or it may have been there already. I'm not really sure. And they got this makeshift obelisk of fists. It's a black fist. They have a, a Pan-African red, black, and green flag on top of that, a bunch of flowers, and just all kind of just random stuff. Now, this particular area is also like an autonomous zone. Remember Chaz Chop from Seattle where the two black men got killed and the media didn't care because it wasn't the white man that did it. But anyway, well, it was a white man that did it, but it wasn't the right kind of white man. It was the Antifa white man that the far left is heroin addict white man that did that. The meth monkey white man that did that. It wasn't the police officer. But anyway, um, where the two black men got killed out there in Chaz Chop, this is a similar place. One person has already died here. Not just recently in Tuesday, somebody got shot, but they didn't die as of yet, but somebody has already been killed right here in the square. And the thing about these autonomous zones is that 
the police are not welcomed. They are shooed away. And sometimes they're just not allowed. And Chaz Chop, they took over their precinct where the police were. When I say they, I mean Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They took that over and ran the police out of that area. Anarchy happened as a result. Same thing in this area. So the media, being naive as they always are, they go down to this area yesterday right around 10 a.m. was when the whole thing popped. 10 a.m. local time. And as you see on the screen, there's like not a cloud in the sky. I'm not sure if that was the same day that they were out there when the shooting happened, but that's how the place looked when they were out there. Not a cloud in the sky, clear blue skies, broad daylight. So it wasn't raining, it wasn't cloudy, it wasn't dark. There's no way to shield yourself if someone wants to see you. You got cameras everywhere because you got film crews out there from Associated Press, local news, national news, international news, etc. They're all out there doing their live hits. Now, not one, but two, at least two videos that I've seen capture a shootout. Now, matter of fact, let me see if I can find this, this shootout and I could just play it right here. I've done the video already, of course, but I want you to see it right now. So the one guy from AP, Associated Press, was talking. And you know what? The, the reaction to the shooting was really weird. It was like they never experienced shooting before. Now, I've seen shootings. I've, I've experienced shootings. I've been in a house where you're starting to hear gunshots and you got to get on the ground. To me, that's normal. To, it's, not, it's not normal, but I'm not a person that is like, oh, what's that? What do I do? I'm going to go ahead and just go on the ground. I know what to do when that happens. So it's normal for me to go on the ground, basically. But a lot of people have not experienced that before. So they don't know what to do. Here we go. So here's the video. Now, they're, they're describing this as a drive-by shooting, but this wasn't a drive-by. This was a shootout. A drive-by, you're going to hear tires screeching. You hear pop, 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 like real quick as the tires screech away because the whole point is you're, you're, you're driving by. You, you, you drive up, shoot, and drive away. It's not going to be a thing that lasts for like a minute, which is like an eternity. And now I've heard those kind of shootouts where it's like a hundred rounds get exchanged. That's not, that's not a drive by. That's a whole shootout. That's okay. Corral. That's country Western gun smoke. All that. That's what that is. But anyway, so here's a video. Let me see if I get some sound. There we go. This bill of comprehensive police reform, uh, to be, uh, to, just gotta be careful here with some gunshots. Excuse us. Excuse us. Now, if, I don't know if you can see it, but there's somebody right there on the ground, right by this check mark on the screen. They're on the ground. They know what time it is. And then there's a, it's a guy right there just like, oh, what's that? Is it gunshots? Is it already shooting? Oh, I wonder what's happening. It's like, sir, you need to get on the ground. Them bullets have no name on it. They don't care that you out here. You got some type of official badge on you. You're a reporter, a photographer. They don't care who you are, sir. Them bullets are, are not smart bullets. They, they're going to hit anything that's right in this path. You need to get down, sir. This video was one minute, and they're shooting throughout the entire video. It sounds like gunshots. I'll let you know what this is. These seem to be gunshots. So this is, look, you can see it's broad daylight. There's, there's a few little clouds, but... This is this is a bright daylight. I mean, anybody 
and there's cameras everywhere, lights, production trucks, everywhere. When you do stuff like this, you feel emboldened because the police aren't going to do anything. Now, granted, the police can't necessarily be your bodyguard 24-7, but maybe you don't want to shoot in broad daylight because somebody might see you, the police might see you, you're easy to get caught. But when you, when, it, when there's no law and order in the place, you do whatever you want to do. Have they even caught the guys that did this? I don't know. Even though it was in broad daylight, with people all outside, from all over the place with cameras, audio and video recording, HD production, TV cameras, and nobody saw what's going on? Okay. All right. So that this is this is going on for a while. Shit, where was that? We're okay, we're okay, we're okay. So one person, I thought nobody got hurt at first. One person did get shot out there. They said they had, quote, unquote, um, non-life-threatening injuries. They could die. I'm not really sure. But, yeah. Now, the people, the, the craziest part was the reporter talking about police reform and all this and that, and then pop, 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 pop. It's like, okay, you're talking about one thing, but the other thing, the actual reality made its appearance on television. And did not need to actually speak. It just made itself known. You're hearing gunshots. You're hearing the whole shootout live on camera. That's the problem. The police aren't there. The white man ain't there. So what's really going on? Let's figure it out. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to add two plus two. You understand? So <laughs> bullet lives matter. Yeah, that's what's going on. Now, the reaction to people tells you everything. They don't understand what's going on. They're just acting like, oh, or, or, is, it, is, there, is that gunshots? What? What? And just walking around like nothing's... People like that would be the ones that say we need to uh, have fundamental change in policing. We're over-policed. There's too many police. The stupidest thing. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Over-policed? What is, what, what is that? Over-policed? Like, when I was a kid, in these, in these low-income black areas, the number one complaint was what? You guys know what it is. If you come from where I come from, or if you just know, got a little bit of sense, the number one complaint was the police don't come when we call. They come late. They, 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 they just avoid our area. That was always a complaint. So how are you going to fix that by defunding the police? All you're going to do is just make it worse. So what are we doing? People that come from the outside looking in don't understand that. All they think is what they've been taught by academia for their whole life, K-12 through in college, what mainstream media, what the TV says, they think that's true. But once you get down there on, once you get down on the ground, a different reality presents itself. And if you're honest, you're gonna look at that reality and say, okay, we need to do X, Y, and Z. If somebody shoots in the middle of the daytime, ten o'clock, I don't know, maybe you know, take him to jail. Don't let him get out on bail. I saw one story where a guy got out on bail. And then went and killed somebody like the, the same day or the next day. Recently, I forget where this was, but the guy got out, shouldn't have been out, and went and killed somebody. One guy in New York, I think it was last year, he got out on a, he, he was released on bail or no bail on an attempt murder or something, and then went out and killed somebody that same night. So we know what to do, but we got to do it. There's laws in the books, enforce the laws. Maybe if you enforce the laws, Maybe if you allow officers to do their jobs, you wouldn't have so much crime. 
you wouldn't have so much violence, police reform. How about criminal reform? How about crackhead reform? How about violent predator reform? How about that? How about let's um, reform some of these people and leadership that don't want to enforce the law? How about we enforce laws against corrupt politicians that do whatever they want to do, turn a blind eye to the crime so they can enrich themselves or engage in crime themselves to enrich themselves? Yeah, so that's, hold on, Luki says, in NYC, folks keep getting out on bail to punch folks on the train, into the train, yeah? I'm not surprised, not surprised at all. Gang reform, that's right, yeah, reform some of them gangs. Reform that southern border to keep the fentanyl from coming in. How about that? that? That should be the focus right there, rather than trying to reform the police. That's the dumbest thing. That's so silly. Nobody that really comes from where I come from would say something like that. That's some of this, you know, woke California college, super liberal, inexperienced shelter type of thinking that does not come from a place of reality. You don't have to be where I'm from to understand basic common sense. You know, if you have a high crime area, it does not make sense trying to say it's the police and it's their fault. (laughs) It, it, it makes no sense to say that the police are at fault. So how are the police to blame when you got guys out here that are engaging in gang wars over rat beef? People talk about the solutions to the, to the crime, and they say stuff like community centers, uh, nighttime basketball, the dumbest things. What we don't need is more basketball because we, we got that all day. Go to some of these real bad schools where the kids can't read. They can shoot the, the the craziest jump shot. I'm talking about you got guys that's 12 years old that can dunk, reverse dunk, shooting from half court, nothing but net. You got guys that's 12 years old, 5'8", 195 pounds, full running back, ready for the NFL right now. We don't need more ball sports. What we need is reading, writing, arithmetic, and violence reduction. That's what we need. Not none of this other dumb stuff. So people just, but again, they think what they hear from academia, mainstream media, they think that's real. But then once they get out there in the ground and realize it's not real, that's just not the situation. We, we don't need any of that nonsense. We just don't. So, you know, let's start locking up people that want to commit violent crime again. How about that? But I'm, I'm, I'm getting triggered, so I digress. I'm getting triggered, so I digress. Oh, I was, what I wanted to say about this whole thing about, you know, the, uh, the ball sports, people think that's a problem. You, you got guys that are getting killed over Instagram posts. Instagram posts. Oh, you know, you, you dissed me on your Instagram posts. You, you sent me a DM, and you set me up, and it... A, a tweet can get somebody. A tweet can start a game war. Nowadays, with these youngins, these guys have zero brains whatsoever. The game makers of the past had a little bit of a brain. I'm not saying they're rocket scientists, but they weren't completely brainless. Like the the, the dope boys nowadays think that it's cool to be a, a a dope fiend, go out here commit crime and fight over Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube videos. That's what they're doing right now. So you think that nighttime basketball is gonna solve that? But I'm going to go ahead and move on because I'm getting triggered. But yeah, my my point is that police are not the problem at all. 
the police are the last bastion of hope. Without the police, the problem would be much worse. And as we saw, matter of fact, can I bring my side up one more time? I might have already lost it. But there's an issue here. Okay, let's bring it up one more time and then I move on. When you defund the police, this this is what happens. That's the problem. Focus on that rather than some of this silly California college nonsense that is not working reality. But again, for real, I'll move on this time and get to my next topic. And before I do that, y'all go ahead and give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. Also, follow me on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether it be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. A link for this particular podcast and all my other ones, audio only, will be available in the box. You can also go to your favorite audio streaming platform and find me on there. Just search ABO Live. I should pop right on up. All right. Oh, my man, John Cena. I got to talk about John Cena. Hey, did you guys see John Cena apologize to the Chinese Communist Party? I mean, all right, let's back up a little bit. Now, like I said in my video, I'm going to say it again if you didn't see it. Or if you did, you're going to get a recap. John Cena is in the new Fast and the Furious movie, Fast 9. I mean, how many, like... Are they gonna when are they gonna stop? At Fast 35, Fast 25, but anyway. He'll be in a new Fast and Furious movie called Fast and Furious 9. So he's doing an interview, he's doing a press run all over the world. And he did an interview with Taiwan. And he was excited to say that Taiwan will be the first country, they'll be the first country to be able to watch the movie, Fast and Furious 9. Now China does not see Taiwan as an independent nation. They see Taiwan as part of China. Same thing with Hong Kong and Tibet and Macau and places like that. They don't see, and Xinjiang, different story. They don't see Tibet, I mean, Taiwan as an independent nation. So when John Cena called them a country, can't do that. So he was forced to apologize but not only did he apologize, he apologized on, um, what was that, Weibo, Seno Weibo, a Chinese uh, social media app in Mandarin. Did you know he could speak Mandarin? I didn't. Funny how these guys operate, a lot of these Hollywood types. But anyway, he apologized to them in Mandarin. Very, very, very sorry. You know, I love China. You guys are great people. But you know it's all about money. It's not about nothing. It's not about trying to... Just be genuinely sorry. It's about money. It's always about money. And when you want to get that Chinese money, when you want to be in that market, you do what they say. You do what they say. No, Taiwan's not a nation. They're part of China. And if you don't think that way, well, bye-bye, Fast and Furious 9. If you didn't do that, you, you would not have Fast and Furious 9 in China. They, they wouldn't allow it. And the issue with Hollywood I said it quite a while ago. They've pretty much sold out to China because of all the money that's there. Some of the big blockbusters that get produced in America with American actors, mostly, if they're not British or something like that. But anyway, a lot of these movies are made with China in mind. Sometimes first, because sometimes they do better in China by itself than anywhere else in the world combined. So they take China, they take China into consideration. Did you guys watch uh, Black Panther? Why was there like an Asian? It was a, 
I don't know where this was, some kind of Asian-inspired scene. It may not have been Chinese specifically. It may have been Korean or J- Japanese. But it was one scene where they were like, everybody was Asian. It was like a bunch of Asian culture going on. It was the same thing. I think it might have been the iRobot or one of these movies where it was like a really, really, really Asian part, a prominent part. Or you might have like an Asian superstar actor or actress in the movie randomly. They do not fit into the plot. They're not part of the cast, but they're highlighted. It's like a product placement. They do that because they want to appeal to China and the Chinese market. With that comes certain things you got to do. If you're talking about Japan and Rippin' King and stuff like that, oh, nope, can't do that. You want to talk about Tibet and free Tibet? Oh, nope. Free Hong Kong? Nope. Taiwan? Nope. It's all about trying to get that money. So they make this man apologize in Mandarin. But the thing about John Cena, John Cena is what they call a white monkey. Now, don't nobody get offended. I'm not using a racial slur or nothing like that. This is what the Chinese refer to any foreigner that goes to China to do a thing for money aside from English teaching, which is respectable. They call them white monkeys. Now, I think the way it started was at first it was white guys going over there to China doing random things to get money. Um promoting a product that you, that you know nothing about. Um, the, the one video I showed was of uh, these guys in a, a kind of a pet and zoo type situation. And the, the, the Chinese were, were feeding them like little treats. So you had two white guys. If I could find that right quick, you had two white guys dressed up as sheep and they were in kind of a petting zoo type environment. And this Chinese girl came up to them with like a cracker and then one of the guys ate it and made sheep noises. It was crazy. But you can get paid to do jobs like that in China if you want to. They call them white monkeys. But now it's expanded to social media, TikTok full of white monkeys and all that. And you could be in Africa, other parts of Asia, Europe, South America, North America, wherever you are, and do that. John Cena has done that before. Um, there was one video he was talking about Lao Ganama, some type of... Chinese sauce. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find it. This this will pretty much put it into perspective. He was promoting this sauce, even though he said he wasn't really promoting it. He was just he just likes it. But it was really weird. This kind of puts the white monkey thing into perspective. This is John Cena back in 2018, so he's not new to this game, which is kind of weird. Why he would call Taiwan a country is like. Now, thinking, you know what time it is, sir. You are, you already been to China. You know what you know what the rules of white monkeyism are. So, what are you doing? You've pretty much sold out China before. So, why are you acting brand new? But anyway, here's the the non endorsement of this product called Lao Gan Ma. And for those of you, if you, if you can't. If you can't see the screen, he's talking about, you know, hello, China. Hello, Weibo. I'm filming right now. I can't use my phone. Uh, so and he said they gave me Lao Gan Ma. And then when he said Lao Gan Ma, he held the product up. Oh, Lao Gan Ma. It's a chili sauce. Lao Gan Ma. Chili 
，我有很多很多老干妈，呃，不是广告，呃，老干妈跟我没有关系， sure, sure. 但是我认为很多中国人喜欢这个，呃，我甚至越来越呃 embrace 中国文化，呃，很。He's trying to embrace Chinese culture, but he says it's not an ad. He says that, yeah, I'm I'm promoting this by by saying Lao Gama and putting it right in the screen. But it's not an ad, though. I just like them. I'm just trying to get more involved with Chinese culture. Do you believe that? Hey, it's up to you. Many Chinese people say Lao Gama is Chinese culture, so every day I eat Lao Gama and Xi. So yeah, he says he he did every day with broccoli. Really, really, really good. Allow God my. So, did you know that he did stuff like that? I don't think you did, but this is this is what you learn on ABO Live. You learn new stuff every day. I didn't know that he knew how to speak fluent Mandarin. I didn't know he was a white monkey, but here we are. Now we now we now we're, we're we're learning together. That's how this whole thing goes, right? Allow God my. You already know what it is. So when you see him apologize in Mandarin. On Weibo, it makes sense, huh? Makes a lot of sense. He has a whole Weibo profile with a lot of followers. Like I don't know how many followers he has on Weibo, like five hundred thousand or something crazy like that. And the thing about China, they have social media apps that are Chinese only. TikTok is a Chinese app, but Chinese people do not have TikTok. They have Douyin, which is the same thing as TikTok, but only for China. Meaning they're not going to see the trash. That, well, they're not gonna see the Western version of trash that goes on TikTok that we do. They're gonna see the Chinese trash that goes on TikTok only on Douyin. They can't get a VPN to access TikTok that way, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. But they have Chinese-only apps. I'm not sure if you can get Weibo as an American without a without a VPN. I'm not sure how that goes. But yeah, that's pretty embarrassing, John Cena. But hey, I don't, I don't put anything past any of these Hollywood types, any of these celebrities. The Rock has been a white monkey before.、Uh, Nicholas Cage has been a white monkey. The guy who plays Loki, who's British by the way, he's been a white monkey before as well. So I'm not sure what that's. You know, I guess that's. You know, what they want over in China is that that British type of accent. They they want that guy to be the white monkey to be in commercials and things of that nature. To promote some of their food products,、uh, multivitamins, just weird stuff over there. All right, so thank y'all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys.、Uh, shout out to all the white monkeys out there. Shout out to all the people that.、Uh, shout out to everybody that's Chinese that is not a fan of the Chinese government. Because I want to make it clear, I'm not trying to poke fun at the Chinese people. I'm talking about the Chinese government. That's the problem. The Communist Party. The the.、Um, What am I trying to say? The propaganda that they put out all over the internet, all over everywhere—that's the problem. And propaganda. Speak about that right quick. The propaganda that the Chinese Communist Party puts out is everywhere. Social media—they、um, they take out ads in American papers. They have stake in some American companies, so they're going to put out ad. They're going to put out propaganda that way. And also, if there's a movie. From America, American Hollywood that caters to China, they'll put propaganda in there as a requirement to have the movie shown in China. They'll censor certain things. They'll omit certain things. Like there was a jacket in one movie 
that had the Japanese flag on it, just a just a red circle. That was it. They censored that. So they'll they'll give you a skewed version of events because that's how they want to be seen. And they want to confuse you thinking that things are one way when they're a different way. That's what China does. So when my man said Donald Trump never trusts China, China is blank blank, you know what he's saying is 100 percent accurate. Never trust China. And shout out to Kwame Brown. Shout out to Kwame Brown. Uh, number one overall draft pick back in 2001. I spoke about him last time, but shout out to him. I like the fact that he defended Candace Owens. I like him a lot for doing that because Candace Owens gets so much heat unnecessarily. And my thing is, people that don't like Candace, a lot of it is just petty stuff, talking about her hair, uh, talking about, oh, she's married to a white man. Things that don't matter. It's like, all right, if you don't like Candace, why? Is it because of what she says? Okay, let's talk about it then. Let's have a good faith conversation about what she says. Have a debate. You guys know me. I don't, I don't care about having a debate. It's fine. Let's do it. You can, I, I can, you can call into the show. If anybody out there, I always invite anybody out there that's watching, if you don't like what I say, if I said something wrong, call me out on it. Every single video I said... Did I get something wrong? Did I miss something? You guys let me know in the comments. I, I love to read it. I love to see it. I love to get criticized in a constructive way. Not just random trolling hate talking about your breath stink. I'm not trying to hear that stuff. You can't smell me right now. Talk about what I'm saying and have that be that. Let's, let's do that. If you don't like what I say, let's have a conversation. A good faith conversation. Not, not just don't, don't have me on your show and try to set me up try to ambush me or nothing like that. Let's have a real conversation and let's figure it out. And then let's see, like Kwame Brown said, let's see who has the most facts on my side versus the other side. And the audience, whoever's watching, can decide who won. That's how it should be. That's how it's supposed to be. So shout out to him for saying that. Now, people, they wanted to get on him for that. I'm, I'm reading some of the comments on the internet, social media, and saying, how could you defend Candace Owens? That's like, well, what are you mad at? What did she say that was wrong? And then it, it's always crickets. Or it's like, you know, oh, she said George Floyd this, George Floyd that. What about George Floyd? People are weird. They, they want to praise George Floyd like he's, like he's Jesus. They want to praise that man like he's Jesus Christ. But really, he's just a man that unfortunately died. The main thing that we take away from George Floyd is that drugs are bad. That's the main thing we can take away from that. Now, that could be argued, I suppose. That could be argued, but we all know that the drugs played a part because he had two passengers that had no problems. So why was George Floyd the only guy that had problems? He was on drugs. The drugs set all the chain of events into motion. Let's talk about that part. But anyway, shout out to Kwame Brown for just being a level-headed person and advocating for good faith, honest, discussion and dialogue that's all i ask for you don't have to agree with me and everything i say but if you disagree with me talk about what i said rather than how i said it rather than why i said it talk about that like let's talk about that part rather than anything else that's just where i'm coming from 100 yeah he's not jesus talking about george floyd he's not he's just a man like anybody else that's all that's it and that's all he's just a man imperfect like we all are that's it. Oh, thank you, Sierra. 
Um, speaking about BLM and things of that nature, uh, there was a lady, young, young lady in UK. What's her name? Um, what's her name? Sierra Johnson. Hold on. Make sure I'm saying something right. Nah, that's not that's not her name. Okay. Yeah, UK BLM activist shot. Okay. Okay, her name is Sasha Johnson. So Sasha Johnson got shot in UK, and she's a BLM activist, right? Now, immediately when the story broke, people talking about, oh, she got shot because she's advocating for the rights of black and brown people. It's like, well, do we know exactly what happened? Do we know why she got shot? Who shot her? Do we know anything? All that we knew at that time when people said stuff like that was that she got shot. Now, I'm hearing stories about there was uh, four black men that were um, the, the, the suspects in the shooting. And some of her old friends that were right there on the ground with her, fellow black folks, fellow blackity black, black vote artists and that, they said that she was at the wrong place at the wrong time because rival gangs were having a shootout. And she was caught in the crossfire. Now, this is in London. How do you have a shootout in London? I thought that guns were banned in London. So how do you have a shootout? I don't understand how that really happened. I don't understand. How, how did a Black Lives Matter activist get shot by one of her own people? I thought that we didn't do that. And I thought that there was no guns in the UK. How did that happen? But anyway, so now five have been arrested for the shooting of Miss Johnson. Now, hopefully she'll be all right. Hopefully she did get shot in her head. So she could pass away. Hopefully not. Hopefully she recovers. But I'm pretty sure that everybody's black because they're not talking about their race in this article right here on CNN. And you, you, you can, you can have, you pretty much know now how they operate with their articles. If the, if the shooter is white, they'll tell you right away. Instantly, they'll say the name, where they went to school and everything. They'll tell you all of that stuff, right? But in this case, all they say is, Sasha Johnson, five arrested in connection with the shooting of British BLM activists. And that's her right there with the bullhorn and the red, black, and green, all that kind of stuff. That's her right there, right? Now, when I read the, what they have is a description, which is very minimal, very small description. When I read this, you'll pretty much understand what's going on. Now, She's 27 years old. Miss um, Johnson has three kids. A 17-year-old got arrested. Also an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 28-year-old, and a 25-year-old. And they're all arrested. One was arrested for having a weapon and drugs. Another, well, uh, three of them were arrested for suspicion of a fray, a group of fight, a group fight. And drugs and the fifth man got arrested on the fighting and not not time before the police so it was a fight going on shootout happens and she gets shot in the crossfire so this story won't make too much noise in the mainstream media because she's black the suspects are probably black or at least not white so what's the story they don't really care about her being shot and this is what i was talking about this is what i was saying a long time ago the people that are out there protesting Black Lives Matter, all this woke, blackity black stuff, if they get injured, if they get killed by somebody that's not a white man, that's not some type of white supremacist or something like that, 
then nobody would care to throw them away. When they're not needed anymore, they'll get thrown away. Yuri Bresmanov said it, the useful idiots. When they're no longer needed, they'll get thrown away and nobody will care. It's really a shame. It's really a crying shame. And I want people to understand that this is what the reality is going to be for all of us. Not for us, because we're not going to engage in things like that. We're not going to be out there, you know, talking about blackity black. We're not going to be doing that. But it'll be the reality that we all see. We're going to see things like this happen, and they'll just be like, well, we, we, we called it. Unfortunately, Yuri Bezmanov called it 30, 40 years ago. He said it. He said once, you know, the, the Marxist, Leninists, if they, once they get in power, the, the people that were on the ground to help them get, they'll be thrown away. A prime example is um, ooh, the, uh, Stacey Abrams or one of the people. Um, I forget her name, but young black lady kind of, you know, built like Barry Sanders. Remember when Joe Biden was on the campaign trail and it was Joe Biden, Joe Biden, and then the young lady I'm talking about, the black lady, they were on stage. And a guy or a girl tried to get on the stage and this was kind of a protest or something. Now, the young lady, I'm talking about, she did a full-form tackle. I'm talking about, this is like NFL level. If she could go out for the NFL right now, she might go on the practice squad and run a few drills. That tackle was full-form perfect. Matter of fact, oh, Simone Sanders, that's her name, Simone Sanders. Remember that? So, Simone Sanders did everything. She, she defended this man. She spoke highly of this man, even when he was wrong, when the whole... Hey, you ain't black. When that whole thing popped, she was right there by his side defending him. But then when it came time to form the cabinet, she thought she would get a job. She thought that she would be uh, right up there with him. She thought she'd be Jen Psaki. Uh-uh. Nope. And then she came out and said she was heard and she was surprised. It's like, why are you surprised, ma'am? You are not who he wants. You get tossed to this side. You get thrown away. And that's what happens, unfortunately. But, I mean, if people just pay attention, then they would have known that. So it is what it is. So it is what it is. Yeah, but at, at, at that tackle was crazy. I'm thinking, man, for that tackle, hold on, let me try to find that right quick. For that tackle, I mean, give her some kind of job in the, in the, you know, in the White House, sir. Good grief. She put her whole body on the line for you, and she gets, she gets zero in return. Here it is, right here. Let, let's put it on the screen. And the funniest part is that, uh, the, the funniest part is that Vice has a headline that says, watch Jill Biden protect, protect her husband from a yelling vegan. It's like, Jill, Simone was the actual hero. Another one says, Joe Biden gets rushed on stage by anti-dairy protesters during speech. They don't talk about Simone Sanders at all. They just leave her out the... Leave her totally out of the headline. No respect. Hold on. Let's put it on the screen right quick. In the neighborhoods, we come from the thrift. So if you can't watch it, there's somebody that got on stage and one of the security got them. They were kind of like behind Jill and Joe. And Jill and Joe were just kind of like uh, cradling each other, holding each other. Why the security gets the person out the way. That's just one person, though. But there's more that comes later. Now, somebody else came on stage. I didn't even see that. Somebody else came on stage. 
And here comes Simone Sanders from the from the back. Now, Jill is right there trying to take the sign away or just move her. But at that same time, here comes uh, Miss Sanders with the full form tackle. Getting there clean out the way. Now, what does Vice News do to talk about how Jill Biden protected? It's like, no, you talking about you had this whole linebacker get on stage and escort this vegan out the way. That's what happened. But that's this this is what goes on. And hopefully people like uh Simone are gonna see this and be like, you know what? I was not treated properly here. I was not given recognition that I deserved. Why am I voting Democrat? But if she doesn't, then it is what it is. Who cares, right? So, yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to all the NFL football teams. If you're looking for, uh, you know, outside linebacker right there, that's, that's a prime choice for you. All right? But anyway, we got Super Chats on deck, and then I'm going to get to the calls. You guys know the Jordan number to call is 434-658-1220. Give me about... Five to ten, I'll be ready for the calls. Y'all just hang tight for now. And let's go back to where I was. Oh, if you've not seen um, who I'm talking about, Yuri, Yuri Bezmanov, you, you got to watch that. Yuri Bezmanov, former KGB agent, he's talking about Marxism, communism, things of that nature, and how people that, you know, it, they, they engage in thinking it's, it, it, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be revolutionary. They're disillusioned at the end of it because it doesn't go the way they want. It, it's not quite what they thought it would be. They get used for people to get in power. And then once they get in power, they have no more use for you. At that point, they throw you away. That's kind of what that is. All right, so let's go to the supers here. And thank y'all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. And let's see. Let's go here. Thank you to Ken B who says, did you see that grandmother in Minneapolis really go off on the community for not speaking up about innocent children being shot? It's on YouTube. I've not seen that, but I want to see that. Is that a new video? I'm going to check it out. Apple says, Say their names, BLM, Victoria Rose Smith, Cannon Hennett, Sequoia Turner, Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr., Italian Marie Kelly. Thank you to Radicalize Ryan for your donation. Two donations. Appreciate you for that, boss. Thank you to Apu, who also says David Dorn, Patrick, David Patrick Underwood, Brunel Chamel, Tamaris Bohannon, Harold Preston, David McAtee, Chris Beattie, Jose Gutierrez, and Jessica Walker. Also, your name here says ABL doing this senior impression at the intro. <laughs> you can't see me exactly. Thank you to Apple who says ABL opinion on New York DA Letitia James. Uh, what, what do cool kids say? Clout chaser? Is that, is that what y'all say? Clout chasing? Trying to get attention, trying to make a name for herself, trying to become popular, trying to get a higher position. A lot of these people in politics are just trying to get their next job. And it's really a shame because you're playing people's lives. You're playing with, it's not like you're just doing things that don't affect people's lives. You're doing things that affect lives, livelihoods, all because you want a better job or a different job. I don't like it. Uh, shout out to Houdini Unchained who says, hope Kwame gives you mama's cooking ABL. Hey, shout out to Kwame. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. 
Shout out to Apple who says, BLM UK leader Sasha Johnson says, you know who's going to be their slave, live by the sword, die by, the, die by it, prayers to heal, hope returns to Jesus and Candace Owens. Also, God bless Delta Seals, Rangers, Green Berets, Marines. And please, special forces reject critical race theory in the military. Also, thank you to Luki Monster who said, thank you, ABL, for helping all communities. Ain't no problem. You know, I do the best I can. Thank you. Thank you to Is That It, who says, I sent an article about a white officer that was killed by an unarmed black man in Delmar, Maryland, about a month ago that never made the news. Thank you to ODV for the donation. And you know what? Back to Is That It. That's not uncommon. People talk about, oh, unarmed black men should never get killed by police. Well, it depends on the situation. I mean, you may be unarmed, but you may, but you may also be dangerous. You can be very dangerous while unarmed. So this whole, oh, they weren't armed or it's always moving the goalposts. First, it's okay, they're unarmed. But then if they, have, if they got a taser and they carjack somebody, oh, well, oh, just a taser and there was a carjack and it shouldn't go to jail forever. Then if it's a knife, oh, just a knife, they can get disarmed. It's always moving the goalpost. Always. My thing is, how about don't pose a risk? Don't be a threat. Don't be a menace. Just don't do that. Just live in society as normal. How about that? And maybe, just maybe, you won't be on the wrong end of the gun. I'm just saying. Thank you to Terenius who says, President Xi to John Gina, you can't see me. <laughs> Thank you to Mike who says, mostly peaceful shooting. Yeah, mostly peaceful shootout, mostly peaceful, um, okay corral, gun smoke type shootout. Thank you to Apple who says, have the FBI solved the death of Tony Tampa? Of course. Well, no, they, I mean, we know who did it. It's just a matter of what the consequence is going to be. Uh, thank you to Brett, who said, defunding the police will naturally increase crime, of course. 100%. Thank you for the tea. Tea on deck. Thank you to Gemma Hollix, who says, ABO, just go ahead and run for Congress, bro, or we can get on a ticket together for 2024. Let's go. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I may have to do it because I keep getting asked all the time. Am I going to run? Am I going to run? Maybe. Um, Apple says, uh, what's on best piece of sauce? Tomato, meat, Alfredo. Um, I don't know. I like that. What's that? That green sauce. I'm not sure what kind of sauce that is. I don't know what it is, but I had it and I've been hooked. So shout out to the green pizza sauce, whatever that is. You guys know. You guys know what time it is. I'm not. I don't know everything. Thank you to Jeff Gray, who says, ABL, keep up the great work. You are a true American hero. Your channel is walking up many, many, waking up, pardon me, many, many Americans that have been hoodwinked for far too long by the radical left. Never give up, brother. Much love from Cali. Thank you, man. You know, I, I, like I say, I do my best. Uh, Terrania says, mostly peaceful attempted mass homicide. Exactly. Also, John Cena can't see this, can't see his X, Y, and Z anymore. He can't see the... The, the flow down below. But anyway, Apple says, ABL, uh, what's the cause of crime? Poverty, family breakup, drugs. The cause of crime is people making bad choices, and a lot of that comes from no family or bad family structure, bad culture. It's just people that want to do it, think it's okay, that don't want to abide by society's rules. But the main thing is, you know, just a, a bad culture that leads to other things. Uh, family broken up is also it. 
poverty is a symptom of a greater problem. Poverty is not the cause of crime because a lot of areas across the country have very bad poverty. But what does bad poverty mean? What does it mean to have bad poverty? I don't really know. A lot of people talk about they're in deep poverty, but got everything. They got all kind of have access to any kind of food they want, running water, heat, electricity, whatever. They got everything. So what does poverty really mean? Poverty over here in the States is not what poverty is across the world. And in these places around the world, you don't have the deep level of violence that you have a lot of times in the U.S. So the I don't buy this whole thing about poverty causing crime. Poverty is a greater symptom of a, a bad culture. And some of the other things that are caused by a bad culture are crime, poverty, family. You know, that's, you got, you got the micro and the macro. We got to zoom out, look at the greater picture. Thank you to Hudson Jackson II who says, if you want to see how China is a paper tiger, you should check out the ADV China YouTube channel. It's run by two guys who spent time in China. They give great insight into how the CCP and the Huomao act. Thank you to Gypsy Queen who says, my folks came from Ireland. We came to the U.S. via Canada and to New York. What I want to know is, um, when do I get reparations? I definitely identify as an Irish American. Well, I'll tell you what, that won't come for anybody. If people have not gotten what they wanted from um, the unemployment benefits, the stimulus checks, the welfare benefits, affirmative action, school set-asides, all kind of stuff, quotas, if they've not gotten what they wanted from that, they won't get anything else. That's just a fact. We're already in an unresolvable debt because of the stimulus checks and things of that nature, so we're not going to get into any more debt that we don't have to get into. Because let's just look at it like this. Who's asking for reparations? What, the black community, the same ones that want Joe Biden to do it but didn't get any kind of promises from him before they voted for him at a 90% rate? What's the point in doing it? If I got your vote at a 90% rate without promising you anything, anything, let alone reparations, some trillion dollar bill, if I got all of that without doing that, then why would I give it to you? And how am I going to pay for it? It's just it's kind of a silly thing. Shout out to Houdini who says, hashtag stop Asian hate, stop Asian hate ABL. <laughs> well, hey, I don't hate Asians. Matter of fact, at Chinese food today. So shout out to all the Asians. And I want some lumpia for some Filipinos. That's what I really want. So nah, how, how, how about um, uh, starts Asian plates? How about that one? I'll take that one. Thank you to Matthew who says, just try to super chat two prominent YouTubers who've lived in mainland China for years. I can't ABL. How, do you know which ones I'm referring to? I don't. Um, nah, I can't really, I can't really call it. Thank you to Wolfgang who says, who played the you know Uno reverse card? <laughs> Touche. Also, Candace ambushed Nicole on her show. It was tacky. Now, I saw some of that. Was it an ambush? I'm not really sure what that was. But I didn't see the whole thing, so I don't even really know exactly what happened. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's an ambush. If you're on the show and there's certain topics being talked about, how was it an ambush? I'm not sure how that really works. If you're on the show, be ready for whatever they throw at you. Um, thank you to Leo Mazzino who says, how do you feel about the crowded, com the crowded condo or the crowded... 
crowd for the NYC Democratic mayoral race. Um, I'm not sure. I've not really been following that. I'm not sure who was running. But you got Andrew Yang and who else? Um, I think Andrew Giuliani is running for governor of New York. So I don't know about the Democratic uh, mayoral race in New York City. I don't know a lot about that. And, of course, uh, Giuliani is a Republican. So I don't know who's running for the Democrats. Any Democrat in there would be bad. Thank you to one Hope who says, thank you, Apu, for saying their names. Went right on. Thank you to Simon Says who says, ABO, please don't insult Barry Sanders with the second coming of Refrigerator Fairy. <laughs> Hilarious. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate it. Have a great show. Appreciate it. Thank you to Santo Bartes who says, this is too early to say Epstein's friend Bill Gates didn't kill himself either. He'll, he'll be fine. You know, too high profile. But then again, we thought Epstein, Epstein was too profile as well. Too high profile. But then um, those prison guards allegedly went online shopping and fell asleep right during time where the so-called leap from the top bunk in his cell and killed himself, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So who knows? Anything can happen, right? Thank you to Mason JP for your donation. It's the fist bump. Well, it's the actual mic drop. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Yes. Hey, Sid Henry, I'll take you up on that, man. You said you're Filipino from Northern Virginia. If I'm in D.C., get some of that loopy and adobo and chat about that ABO for president. Hey, I'm with you. Right on. So let's go ahead and get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. They're right there on the bottom of the screen. It's always right there in the ticker at a certain point. Also, always in the description box. So let's go ahead and get straight to it. Hopefully, Skype wants to act right. If Skype doesn't act right, it's not my fault. Got to blame the white man for that. So hopefully, you don't get any kind of spikes in sound. If you get headphones, RIP in advance. Okay, let's go ahead and get on in it. Jeb Bush, what about Jeb Bush? I thought, is, is Jeb running ever again, or is he done for good? I presume he's pretty much done for good. Who wants to have Jeb Bush? Who, who wants to? Who wants a, a Jeb 2024? You know, I don't want, I didn't want a Jeb 2016. Why I want a Jeb 2024? I thought he pretty much just, you know what I mean, slid into obscurity after the whole thing with, that was embarrassing when he when he ran and Trump was like, and when he was like, you know, my mom was so smart. It's like, well, have her run then. How about that? <laughs> that was crazy. Totally crazy. All right, let me get everything squared away here. Y'all just hang tight for a moment. Okay, we should be good there. All right, I know a colleague on the line who I'm speaking to. Hello, unknown caller. You're live. All right, unknown caller got cold feet. I don't know what happened. Hopefully, you he can hear my my microphone. Everything's straight over here, so we should be fine. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Four four zero. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? My name is Matt. I'm calling from the Cleveland, Ohio area. All righty, man. What's going on? You know, uh, right after President Kennedy was murdered, that's when the drugs started hitting America. I lived in New York at the time, and a book came out called Red Cocaine, 
And the source of the cocaine and the drugs was Cuba. So this was Fidel Castro, and this is a curse to our country ever since. And we need to assign responsibility. Okay, so that's so, all I have to say. Well, thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. I mean, it makes sense to me. Let's, you know, name it and claim it. Talk about who did it. Talk about who did it. Yeah, like the, the drugs have been discouraged. But, you know, now I think Big Pharma, that's that's one of the chief culprits right there because um, I didn't know because I'm not, I don't, I'm not into drugs, obviously. But fentanyl, that's a man-made, that's a, that's a synthetic opiate. You can get that from a doctor with a prescription, of course. You can you can get prescribed fentanyl. So what's happening is that that's being sold on the street illegally. If not for Big Pharma creating it, maybe it wouldn't be a problem. And then to a greater extent, you have some of these uh, viruses being created in the lab, allegedly, in the Wuhan lab, maybe over here in the States. I mean, what are we doing? Is this a bioweapon that we're trying to do? If... The, if the virus was created here in the States, why did we send it to China? What are we doing? Are we trying to create weapons with them? I don't understand. It's weird. All right, let's get to the next one. 989, you're in line. I'm going to speak to Hey, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. I just uh, I wanted to ask you, well, first I want to tell you that... Um, I love your show. I watch it every day. Everybody you post, I watch. I love it. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Um, we love you. Do um, you think that Trump is going to run in 2024? And what do you think about that? Um, I don't know. He he might. I think what will happen is he'll decide right around midterm time. If it looks good for him, it's a good landscape, I think he may run. And I think it's a good thing. It'd be great if he is able to run again and win. That'd just be really, it'd be kind of groundbreaking. It'd be great. But if he decides to not run for a variety of reasons, then that's okay too, because we have other guys that could run in the Republican Party. And I feel like by that time, uh, Ron DeSantis, even Rand Paul. Yeah. But definitely. I was just going to say Rand Paul or DeSantis and all that. But at the same time, Leading up to 2022, what we need to be doing now is taking, you know, voting and taking uh, all our local stuff now, right? I mean. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Cool. All right, brother. I love you, man. You have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Peace. Yeah, man. Definitely. Local elections should not be ignored because that's very important. We saw it with uh, in what's that in New York and Rochester, lovely Warren. You got your husband out here running drugs, and what what did the lady say? He was infecting the city. So the mayor, her husband, is infecting the city with drugs, cocaine, probably fentanyl, all kind of stuff like that. It's no bueno. Two five four to the line. I'm speaking to. Oh, hey, Leo. My name's Josh. How you doing? I'm doing well. About yourself? Not too bad, man. Uh, calling you actually from California. 
Uh, and actually, a Texas resident, me and my buddy just want to say, like, hey, we appreciate the show. We appreciate the things you do. Uh, do love listening to everything you talk about on there. We are, have the same accord of some of the things you kind of agree with. So I'm kind of, like, working out right now. Like, we have, like, the stream in the background. We come over to work out at my buddy's place. <laughs> uh, uh, give you some ideas of some crazy stuff, too. Like, it, it's funny about, like, the whole John Cena propaganda, things like that. I, I talk about even a work of currently in the Navy and stuff, and we kind of, like, we, we kind of brought that up too. How you see some of that propaganda, some of the things you kind of see in the uh, media that you get portrayed right now. And it's kind of crazy how like, you know, most people like don't wake up to, you know, some of the Disney shows, things like that we've seen in the past. Uh, I forgot what the one, I think it was like Big Hero or something, but I had like a map and they show like the Southeast China Sea area. And they're like, you know, you can't really get a show there. Like this is all Chinese territories. So I don't know, just want to come by. Just appreciate it. So thank you for the show. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, you too, brother. Take care. Yeah, the propaganda is real. Like, if you um, if you are a TikTok user, the way I explained it to somebody was you could be on TikTok just scrolling, looking at cat memes or whatever, whatever. All of a sudden, here comes this kind of just interesting-looking video. It's, you know, like beautiful scenery or something, some kind of music that sounds different to you. But it's it's like a Chinese body count or something that represents China in some kind of way, you engage in it, maybe you like it, look at it for a little while, and then you become bombarded with that kind, of, that same kind of stuff. And then you get some things that sound like that they might make sense. Like there was one thing where the guy was talking about um, the issues in America as far as social problems, talking about how Americans are taught to not trust anybody, and it's very competitive, but in China it's not like that. Everybody works together. It's all for the common good, all for the country. When it's not even like that over there, that's just a straight lie. They'll, they'll, they'll tell you big lies. The propaganda is not truthful at all. If you're ignorant, you may think it's truthful, but it's not. If you believe whatever you see on the internet, then it makes sense, but they just straight tell you lies. In China, they don't even really care. One thing about China, before I get to the next call, and to a certain extent, Chinese people, not, not everybody that's Chinese, but a part of their culture that comes from the leadership is no empathy. Zero empathy. The, the Europeans, when they went to Africa and they were colonizing, I'm not saying it was right, but they had some empathy. The Chinese have none. They don't care at all. They don't care if they pollute you. They don't care if you're a leader. They don't care if it's, some, if it's general butt naked. He gets a big bag of money to sell a plot of oil. They don't care where it goes. But see, with the West, what they'll do, they try to give you some money and put strings on it to prevent it from going into bad hands. Chinese don't care about that because they don't have empathy. Not the people specifically, but their government. They don't care. But I digress. All right, Tariq, what's going on? Hey, bro, I just want to talk about the firestorm Kwame Brown is, is doing, man. Um, oh, yeah. It's very good, bro, because he, he is going after the sacred cow liberal black folks in the community whose whole whose whole goal is really to keep black people's um, IQ at a very um, low level. And I like how he's calling out Charlemagne the God, because what Charlemagne the God does is that he acts like he's his fake woke intellect. You know, these guys talk all this, I'm pro-black. But look at how he just did that man's father, like put that man's father out there and made him look like a violent killer. And when uh, Kwame Brown called that out, I was I was ecstatic. 
you know, he called out, you know, um, Steven Jackson. You know, Steven Jackson now, he's this woke guy. But then he's like, man, ain't no white man on TV has ever said to me that my life ain't worth nothing. And then you were the one who said that you're going to, if you catch me driving to Atlanta, that you're going to whoop my A in front of my child. And he's like, this ain't white people doing this. It's y'all. He's like, and, and let's just quote unquote take the quote unquote white supremacy narrative, which I don't. They don't got to do nothing because it's like y'all the ones taking down black men, not them. It's y'all. Y'all are the ones taking down your intellectual black men. I mean, just think about when Ice Cube came out when he was the one who's like, hey, let's talk to both sides. I talked to the Democrats and the Republicans. The white liberal ain't had to call them no names. They didn't have to do nothing. They just sat back and black folks sat there and destroyed Ice Cube in front of the white liberal and, and made the white liberal understand that, hey, don't worry. We're going to publicly keep them in line to make sure they vote for you and how dare they have an agenda. So I love that Kwame Brown is doing this and he's he's doing it in a strategic way because he's talking in a way that black people understand. Um, now he's now he's got to be careful because I know he's doing a lot of cursing and you know on some of his YouTube titles he used the he used the n-word and he's got to be careful because what he's got to understand is that if he's going up against a liberal machine, and I'm glad he's focusing on liberal black um, influencers because they need to be torn down. They are not as intelligent as the media seems. But he's got to understand that he's going to put a target on his head to where he gets censored. You know, so he's got to tamper that down. I mean, the guy's subscriber base is going up. But I'm hoping Kwame Brown keeps going up. And I don't know, Abiel, have you seen his past content? Yeah, I have. Prior, prior to him exposed, the guy is on our level. He's he, he's not a liberal Democrat. Right. I think he's a full blown conservative. Like he was criticizing black people just allegiance to the Democrat Party, and and criticizing them for just giving away their vote for getting nothing in turn. Like so, he's he's not just this guy who is dumb. And I think what these black liberal um, gatekeepers thought is that they can talk to this man because most celebrities, sadly, aren't intelligent enough to articulate themselves, but they picked the wrong one. This was an intelligent black man, and notice that they're all silent. They're not attacking him no more. Now, if Kwame Brown was like Snoop Dogg, it's like, man, if you went this and act like a, a little man, baby, they will clown him. <clears throat> but they know they are not intellectually on his level. And when there's an independent black person like that, especially going at the liberals, all you can do is shut up because they don't want him to wake up black people. But I think it's too late, bro. I think Kwame Brown is going to explode. And I'm with them all the way. He just need to tamper down the cursing and the, the real, you know, derogatory titles. But that's all I want to say, man. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, take care. Great call. Great call from Tariq. And one thing about um, Kwame Brown, you know, it's funny because Charlemagne, one of the super woke guys, pro-black, blackity-black, black artists and that, talk about how much, how, how evil the white man is and white man this, white man that, the police this, police that. When Kwame Brown talked about Charlemagne's past and some allegations about a young lady, 
I'm not going to repeat them here because I don't want to have lawyers on me. But Charlamagne sent lawyers against Kwame. Cease and desist. It's like, oh, okay, you want you want to play those games. But I thought it was pro-black and my black brother, all this and that, and the third. You can't just call me and talk about what's going on. You want to send a white man after me? You want to send a lawyer after me? I mean, I'm pretty sure that that legal team is not a bunch of uh, black guys. He used to say, Charlamagne, that is, that I don't talk to black guys past 5 p.m. He said that on, on, on the radio. I'm not saying that he said that, but he's all pro-black and woke, all this and that. It's, it's, it's phony, it's fake. And you see how they actually are when they get uncomfortable, when they start to get exposed. See, if you want to be on the radio talking about everybody, everybody dirty laundry, you got to be able to take it when it comes right back on you. Don't try to get the white man involved, especially when you say you don't do stuff like that. Just be real. Don't be a fake person. But I digress. All right. Let's go. Hold on. Let's. All righty. 701, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? You speaking to Jason? All righty. What's happening? How you doing tonight, man? Can't complain too much about yourself. Good, good. Yeah, hey, I wanted to bring up something, man. Did you see uh, Nicole Arbor walk off on uh, on Candace? Why why people try arguing with her, man? They only look stupid. I, I saw some of that, but I didn't see the full thing, so I don't really know exactly what happened. Yeah, check that out. She like arguing for like ten minutes. <laughs> what what was the argument about? Uh, she was arguing about uh, Chrissy Teigen or whatever getting canceled. Oh, okay. Saying saying that you know better than them and all that. But Brandon kept trying to jump in and, and tell her to calm down, kind of. Oh, uh, okay. And then all of a sudden, they come back on and she's gone. Wow. <laughs> I just thought, I thought you might want to check that out. I, I got a kick out of it. I'm going to let you go, man. Get back to some other calls, all right? All right. Thank you for the call, man. appreciate it. All right. Later. Yeah, so, Chrissy, I guess the argument is, well, if – People want to attack Chrissy Teigen for what she did to certain people. Then it's not right for us to complain about. I'm not really sure what the argument. So I guess Chrissy Teigen is a big cancel culture person. Cancel culture person. I, I don't know. I'm not really. I'm not really into that type of stuff. Chrissy Teigen and uh, you know John Legend, all of them. That's not really my wave, honestly. But. I think what she did was something that it's just, it's just it's really just hypocritical. People like that always talk about how virtuous and good they are and all this and that and how everybody else is a they're they're evil, they're hateful, they need to get canceled, thrown in jail. But then when they do something, all of a sudden they want to play the victim. It's like no, don't do that, don't do that now because my thing is it's like this: if you are a criminal, right? There's, there's different rules for you than there is for a common civilian. Put it to you like that. And I see Chrissy Teigen as a criminal. If you are, let's say, let's say you are a dope boy, right? You're a drug seller. You're some type of just person involved in crime with other people. You're involved with crime. Now, if you get caught as a criminal, don't go telling on other people that you were involved with crime with. Don't go stitching on them because you want to get out of the situation. Nah, you were involved with the crime. You knew what it was from the very beginning. So if you did the crime, do the time. That's what it is. Now, if you're just a regular normie, a civilian, not involved in crime, tell, snitch, 
Tell it to the mountaintop, just creep from the top of your lungs all the way to the moon. Tell everything you know. There's no such thing as snitching when you're a regular person and involved in crime because you just a, you just out there minding your business. All of a sudden, here comes some dude hit you in the head with a golf ball or a golf club. Tell on them. But if you are involved with crime, rules are different. So I think Chrissy Teigen is the equivalent to what a criminal would be now trying to talk about, no, I'm a regular person. No, you're not because you were involved with that type of stuff. So when you live by that, you die by that. That's just the nature of the beast. It is what it is. All righty, 786. Uh, ABL? Yes, sir. Oh, my God, ABL. Oh, my God. Thank you, God. ABL, I watch your show nonstop. I'm 15 years old. My name Aiden Jordan. I live in Miami, Florida. Ghetto neighborhood, everything, man. Ooh. <laughs> This, this is cool. I've been trying to call you for a good minute, ABL. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got through, Yo, man. What's my. going on? <laughs> yeah, but ABL, I just want to talk about um, the black liberals and the black media. And this is what they do. They will sit there and say, oh, we love black people. We black, black, black. But they don't even hang around black people. They hang around the white liberal every day. When Charlamagne God was on the... Um, Thing with Joe Biden, he said, oh, you ain't black if you don't vote for me and Trump. Guess what Charlamagne did? He didn't go and say, oh, oh, that's racist. You can't tell that to me. Because Joe Biden wasn't just saying that to all blacks. He said that to Charlamagne the God himself. And this man sit there and said, well, it's not about you or Trump. It's about your policies. It's like, so, so what? And then, ABL, you know about um, the, the lieutenant? The, I, I, yeah, you did a statement about the lieutenant, the second lieutenant, right? What was this? Uh, you remember the, the lieutenant who didn't want to get out the car when the police came up to oh, him? Oh, yeah, yeah, in, in Virginia, yeah. Yeah, so he, yeah, he goes on his radio show, and then he talked about, oh, that, he didn't even play the whole entire thing. He took segments of it. And then he's like, oh, white man racist. Oh, America don't love black people. Through court law and all that. And he starts talking about Colin Cabinet. And then it's the hypocritical thing. He says, oh, veterans should get paid money and all that. But the man, the seconds before, the, the man in the video, the police officer says, I'm a veteran. But Charlamagne didn't show that part. He showed the other part. It's all, this is what they do. This is what they do. Like, it's insane. And I go to school, it's a ghetto school, and the teacher, be, she pushes this narrative of the white man terrible, especially in Black History Month. It's like, like I had to walk out the room because she started saying, oh, Martin Luther King got killed by the government, blah, 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 blah. And this. And then next day she had to talk to me. He's like, hey, you do know you're a black man, right? And all that does is the same way that they don't even think you're black because I support President Trump. It, it, it's, it's insane. Now, who, it's like, insane. so, like, so that, that was said to you? Yeah, that was for me. Like, she said that to me. Now, was, now was, was, she, was she black? What was she? She was black, dark skinned lady, black, in her 40s. Crazy. Yes, and the kids there, they don't even know how to read. I'm honest to God, I'm not even lying to you. They don't even know basics. And it's all black school. You only got one Hispanic lady, got Hispanic workers there. It's a minority school. These kids don't even know how to read or write. It's, I'm the only one there who knows anything about history. You know, it is insane. And I also want to talk about the communists because my cousins, they're communists. And <laughs> they start talking about, oh, when I start talking, when I start talking about the Soviet Union and how the, the terrible things happened there, 
they simply go and say, oh, that wasn't real communism. This is supposed to be a stateless and lawless society and this and this. And they say, oh, money. We shouldn't have money. I'm like, are you people stupid? I hit them with the basic facts of economics because I got the Thomas Sowell book, you know, so I hit them with the basic facts. But these people, they, like, they, they dodge that, you know. It, it, it's honestly insane. But here's the thing with the communists and Marxists, though. You know, you know Vladimir Lenin, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he made the term racist because when the Serbians, I mean, Serb, yes, yeah, they wanted their independence, nationalism and all that. And he went to go say, no, that's racist. Y'all can't do that. You have to be collectivized. And this is what happens with the black community. They collectivize us so that no black person can think for himself, like Michael Mech says. The white liberal doesn't want you to think for yourself. They want you to think in a collective group so that he can control you. This is what happened after, after the slaves got their independence. This is what the white Southerners did. And even Thomas Sowell talks about this, how the blacks in the North did better than the blacks in the South. It's all about culture. It's the culture that holds these kids back. I have seen this with white kids as well, where they're ghetto, ghetto gangbang, and they don't know nothing. It, this isn't even about black or white. We're all brothers in Christ. So it's these people, it's the culture that's holding them back. And they keep talking about slavery, this slavery, that it just has nothing to do with slavery. You didn't see this in the 1960s. The 19, I talk, you could talk to anyone from the 1960s. They don't talk all ghetto gangbang like, oh yeah, man, all. They don't say that. They sound educated, and, and it's insane. It's honestly insane how these people claim to be black, 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 but when they get discarded, like that lady who was talking about earlier with Joe Biden, she just she didn't even mention her. She thinking she gonna get the cabinet. It's like no. You're a symbol, you know, that from the Uncle Tom book, a symbol with a slave that was lying or snitching on other slaves. That's what they are. And they think they're going to get a handout from the white liberal. The white liberal don't care about you. This is the same thing with communists. They use the revolutionaries. They use the workers as their little political thing. And then they discard them. They don't need you no more. They got their revolution. They got their power. They don't want you, man. They don't care about the black man. Yeah, but that's what I wanted to talk about, ABL, man. I love your show, ABL. And thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, God bless. God bless. That was a great call. My man, hey, 15 years old, full of knowledge, and knowledge is power. So shout out to him, man. And he he understands. He gets it. He gets how these people that claim to be part of a so-called revolution, once whatever the actual goal of the so-called revolution is, the people that are the foot soldiers on the ground, they'll get discarded. Won't need you anymore. I mean, we don't we don't need you. You know what? A lot of these BLM so-called activists have been shot, killed over the years. Mysterious circumstances. I'm not saying nothing other than that. Who did it? I don't know. Could be gang violence, just wrong place, wrong time, just street stuff. I don't know what's going on. But does anybody really care? Nope. Because what's more important? The, the objective, the goal. Black Lives Matter. Or what about the person over there that got shot, killed, that was part of the movement? How about this girl up here that was innocent and got shot, killed? I don't care about that? Oh, okay. This is what happens. When you're no longer part of the thing, you get pretty much discarded. Where is that guy D-Ray at? Remember that guy with the blue vest that thought the Planet of the Apes was about him because he has on the blue vest and the, the ape had one on too? Although the ape had that on before he was even born in the other movie that it came out with? Where is he at? Does anybody care? No, because... The mission is greater than he is from the eyes of those that are engaged in the mission. 
All right, Victor, what's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Man, so it's been a bad time for Fauci, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know what? If Fauci was not this darling of the left, he would have been fired by now. Been fired. Mm-hmm. You, you funding uh, the gain of function. You didn't unleash the virus on the whole. Nah, you, you, you would definitely, you might actually go to jail. Yeah, exactly. Man, I, I thought that the mask thing was pretty bad. But now they came out and he says that, oh, well, maybe this Wuhan virus was man-made. That, that makes it even worse. On top of that, I mean, look how bad the media looks. How they tried to make Trump look like a racist and a xenophobe and called him a liar. And come to find out, this could be true. Oh, yeah. And Facebook Facebook were banning any mentioning of alternative sources for the virus, like the, the, the lab and stuff like that. Now they've, they've removed that because alternative sources that they want to believe in now think that it's true. But we mm-hmm. knew it back in March of 2020. So they're late. They're, they, they're preventing information from getting out there that should be known by the general public. Maybe we should know that this could have been man-made in a lab somewhere. Just maybe. Yeah. So they're playing yeah. political games and getting stuff wrong. Exactly. And to your video about the D.C., how people are being interviewed about wearing the mask in D.C., yeah. I can confirm it. <laughs> and it's like that. And especially it's like that in Virginia. Governor Northam lifted the bans throughout Virginia, I think, two weeks ago. Yet, though, places are still requiring masks. Uh, I went to Home Depot close to me. On the second day after Northam released the reopen the states, as well as uh, Home Depot itself said that they are they're not requiring masks nationally. This Home Depot where I live is still requiring people to wear masks. Wow, that's that's crazy. Like, <laughs> so it's it's Home Depot. It has the company itself. Um, rescinded the mask mandate? Yeah, the the company itself rescinded so, the mask so, mandate. So, so the company itself says no more masks, the state says no more masks, but that particular location says, now you still got to wear it. Yeah, I mean, basically all businesses, or almost all businesses are, are still requiring masks. Only went to one business, which is which is a garden place when where my wife and I was going to pick up some gardening materials they're they're the only ones that's that's not requiring people to wear masks wow that's crazy i mean where i live this is it's night and day people just you could do whatever you want you want to wear a mask that's fine you don't that's fine ain't nobody tripping it's just it's just whatever and people out they they shaking hands and it's it's just better it's, it's overall better experience yeah exactly uh, you mission in your monologue about the the gang violence because the rap the rap songs lately yeah yeah and this is connected to the Sasha Johnson shooting uh, have you heard about the the drill rap scene in London no nah, I've not heard about the drill rap in London man the is 
it because uh, because of the drill rap that started in London between Moscow 17 and Zone 2, that's most likely the the rival gang that shot that shot that black woman. It it increased the the murder rate and the crime rate in in London because because of that drill rap. You mentioned how the how is illegal and almost impossible to bring guns into London. The guns that they're probably using are these old Russian model guns. Wow. Ha- yeah. I mean, in Britain, they tried hard to not put those videos on YouTube. Once they uploaded it, they took them down. Yet they were called racist and saying that they're prevented to make money. I mean, however, you're being killed making money off of this. And you're and it's not like it's not so much like Chicago because what they're doing now in other places is more disrespectful than what they're doing uh, than what Chicago drill rap been doing. You putting these people names, dead people names, into your rap songs, and and you're causing this increase in violence, and that's that's it's crazy what's going out there in in London. Yeah, it's it's a mess and I feel like that's happening all over the country. A lot of these rappers, everybody wants to rap, everybody wants to try to have some success and they feel like the way that they can get a lot of attention is by going way to the extreme. You know, going to somebody's grave, taking the poster of them and burning it right there on the grave. <laughs> put that on put that on YouTube. You're talking about that DC rapper, are you? Uh it was it not Florida, uh Fulio. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could tell you people right now in, in Florida, that's a different, that's a different piece. Yeah. That they would not, Chicago would not do that. I mean, at least in Chicago, they try to use, use word, wordplay. These dudes here are really just self snitching, putting the actual name of their, of their dead rivals on screen. And also, uh, Case Queso Nine. No, not Queso Nine. Just Queso, the rapper Queso. Queso, yeah. He's in, huh? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's in jail right now. What he did, he made like a Mount Rushmore of his dead rivals on his album. He and he was so infatuated with one of his dead rappers that he actually put his picture in the rap video. The and with Julio, as you mentioned with Julio, he he's one of the main disrespectful ones. In his song that you're mentioning, three pictures of his dead rivals t- uh, talking about, well, happy birthday to one of them. I wish uh, I wish I could give you a present that I bought you, but you're dead. <laughs> the 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 closest that someone have ever got that disrespectful of what what they're doing in Jacksonville, Florida, was this rapper about, I would say, I think it was six or seven years ago in DC named OG Man Man. Oh, I know the name is funny, <laughs> but yeah. He did a rap song against about his one of his dead rappers that fell off a bridge while he was a freshman and helped in university. Wow. Yeah, he went. He went to his actual gravesite with his picture, burned his picture, 
at the gravesite and pour, pour champagne on that picture. His affiliates, his gang members, even said that that was too far. His rivals ended up killing him on his turf, and his and his and his affiliates was like, "That's cool. You could do it." His affiliates even did. Yeah, because they they knew that it was he he just did too much, and it's like we can't even really argue against that. Yeah, and these people in Jacksonville, they they are still promoting it, which is which is really messed up and very very demonic. Not, whatever Chief Keith did, because he was the first one that did it with this Tuka song, just made it, just amplified it with these other drill raps, rap, rappers. Right on, man. Well, hey, man, thank you for the call as always. Definitely appreciate no it. Yeah, no problem, man. Talk to you later. All right, peace. Yeah, this whole thing with the, with the rap scene, like, you, you got guys that are trying to become real popular on the internet, right? These rappers. Because everybody raps. Everybody and their mama literally is a rapper. Everybody is a rapper. So what are you going to do to stand out? Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a real gang member, right? An actual gang member. Has been to jail. Pending trial. Then I'm going to talk about crimes that I actually did. I'm going to talk about murders that I actually did. And put it in the song. Um, that's how the guy Mo3, he got shot. There's a lot of rappers that get shot. It's, it's been a bunch of rappers in Dallas, uh, Fort Worth area that got shot, killed. Guys in Jacksonville, Florida, shot, killed. All over the place. All over rap beef. Like I was saying earlier, these guys talking about, like some of these people that come from the outside, some of these NGO type people talking about, oh, we need to have more basketball courts. And it's like, man, stop. You got guys that are getting killed over Instagram posts. You got guys that are getting killed by their own cousin over rap beef. One guy dissed his own blood cousin in a rap video who was dead. It's like, with that going on, what are we talking about with this, this foo-foo type of solution process? It, it just doesn't, it doesn't compute. It doesn't make any sense. All right, let's get to the next one. Let's go... Unknown caller in the line. Who am I speaking to? Unknown caller. Hello. Hey, this is um Ben from Portland, Oregon. All right, what's going on? Uh, I I'm 15, and I was I was calling you to see like input and your opinion. Um, my school always tries to tell me about how bad Trump is and Black Lives Matter this and that. And every time me or a classmate or something, we say something, it gets shut down immediately. Or like, for example, my teacher was talking about Makai Bryant, you know, what happened there. Um, and uh, my teacher told me that, oh, well, he should have tased her leg. And I was explaining how that wouldn't work, and it was just shut down. And I'm going to get to the point, which is, like, what do you think hap can happen or, like, is going to happen in the future if every, like, everyone's opinion in states or cities like mine keeps getting shutting, shutting down? 
Well, I think what's going on is that a lot of you guys are starting to understand that these teachers don't understand what they're talking about. You guys are able to go out there and find information for yourself. You're not going to be relying upon them to tell you everything that's going on. You know what the reality is, and they don't. So they're good maybe for what they do as far as their subject, possibly. Maybe. I'm not saying that they are a good teacher, but maybe they could just stick to that. You guys are starting to understand how to deprogram and how to separate what's right from what's wrong. Now, the other side of that is that some people are not going to understand that. Some are just going to take whatever they say for gospel and think, yeah, you can't just take somebody in the leg and that'll just make it, that'll just help, which makes no sense. It doesn't really make any sense, but some people just, they're ignorant and they have no way to learn anything else. So I think there's going to be kind of a division with some people that understand the reality and they're able to find things on their own and some people that are not. Although it shouldn't be that way because when you go into school, you should be getting inside accurate information. And if they don't know about the information, they should just keep quiet. But that's not happening, unfortunately. Yeah, okay, thanks. Uh, also, I just wanted to say how bad of the drug problem is here in Portland. Uh, because if I had, like, a nickel for every time a homeless guy was, like, freaking out or chasing me, I don't know. I was just, have, I was just saying, like, there's a lot of homeless people or crackheads that are like freaking out all the time in the middle of the street, chasing people randomly. And it's been like more, more of that after they decriminalized like drugs. Right. Of course it's going to happen because when you just allow people to just do whatever they want to do to just do all kinds of drugs, first of all, you're going to have, people that travel to Portland to do that. Then you got this generous welfare system at the same time. So they're going to go to Portland just to, just to be high to get, to get drugs. And you're going to have drug dealers come there to do the same thing. And then with drugs, just being decriminalized, people could just smoke crack, shoot heroin, smoke meth out in the open. There's no penalty for them doing that. They are more emboldened to act like that. So let me, let me ask you a question. Do you think that drugs should be decriminalized in Portland? Uh, I think, like, they should, maybe, so there's an incentive for people that want to start doing drugs. Like, they have an incentive not to do it. So are, are you saying that drugs should be decriminalized or criminalized? Oh, I think they should be, like, criminalized. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, because there's a bunch of other crime that comes as a result of that. And it's more dangerous to people that just trying to live out there, mind their own business. Um, I've heard, like I, I sort of said earlier, they said that the homicide rate raised by 800% in Portland. Are you seeing more danger aside from just the crackheads tweaking? Are you just seeing more shootings and killings and things like that going on too? Yeah, I hear like every once in a while gunshots. Because I live like right next to like the city. There's mm. gunshots sometimes. There's always um graffiti about how like there should like the like a cab all over the wall on businesses and there's still some boarding up from um like the riots like wood boarding right 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, I thank you for calling in, man. Definitely appreciate. It's it's good to get somebody's viewpoint that's actually on the ground out there in Portland, man. So, thank you for calling in. I appreciate you. Yep. Thank you. Bye. All right. Shout out to the young man, fifteen years old. He's able to understand what's going on. The teacher's talking about oh, taser him in the leg. What type of sense that make? The taser is largely ineffective. Well, it has a very low accuracy rate. And the leg, I mean, you might as well just not even use a taser at all. Just try to fight it out. Just bring your bare knuckles to a gunfight and see how that works. Or a knife fight. They're over here swinging the knife. You trying to engage the fisticuffs. How's that going to work? But, but try that and see how that works out for you. Let's just see, you know, how that goes. ACAP means all cops are um, the B word. B-A-S-T-E-R-D-S. All cops are fatherless children, put it like that. And that's their rallying cry. It's the same thing as, you know, uh, pigs in a blanket, all that, you know what I mean? It's the same type of energy that's behind it. All right, let me get to the next call. The number to call is 434-658-1220. The number is always in the description box below, and it'll be right there in the ticker as time progresses in the stream. 281, you're the line I'm speaking to. ACAP means all cops are... You're speaking to Tommy uh, from Texas. Let me down my volume here. All righty. Thank you, Anthony, for taking my call. <clears throat> uh, wow. <laughs> You've got a handful here tonight, don't you? Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> well, I haven't heard very many people coming on there that's of my age group. And... Uh, I have a different perspective on things than a lot of people do because of where I come from. And I come from a poor background. Um, I am uh, very familiar with the quote-unquote black culture that I've raised in the South. Um, I lived, worked with uh, black people. Um, I don't really like even using that term because I just look at them as Americans who I work with and people who, uh, you know, did a job with both in the military and as a civilian in the military industrial complex, which is quite eye-opening because I found more about our government from that than I did being six years in the military. But one of the things many people don't realize is that the people that they think are the politicians that are running this country, unfortunately, they are not really running this country. They're doing the job of those who put them in that office. And uh, the voters are just a pathway to that. But the money put them in office. Donald Trump upset that. Totally. He turned that card upside down. That's what made him really unpopular because he stood up against the military-industrial complex and said, wars for fun and profit days are over. I don't think they like that very much. Do you? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't, th- I don't think they do because there was a certain order huh? for a while that they had, and they don't have their order anymore, so they don't like that. I still got a little bit of feedback in the background. Turn your speakers down a little bit more for me, please. Okay. Uh, oh, I thought it was down all the way. But I killed it all the way now. Okay. But, yeah, um, so when I see what's going on right now in cities like Portland, Seattle, um, New York, I live in Cypress, Texas. 
And uh, if anybody's paying attention, we don't have that going on down here. And there's a reason why that is. It's because our politicians have said, no, you're not going to be criminals and um, do whatever you want. Um, because we have citizens in this state, I know for a fact, that are not going to sit back and let criminality go on without taking action themselves. And these people know that. Absolutely. But when you have politicians that you will have politicians that are going to say, oh, well, um, we'll just let the criminals do their thing and they'll leave us alone. Well, that is the most asinine, stupid, ignorant thing I have ever heard anybody utter in their mouth. Because that's just telling the criminals, come on, stores open, come get you some. No. So, but anyway, from a perspective of somebody who's 70 years old and who's uh, worked for the military industrial complex, has been around the world, worked in the military, seen things that I have seen, um, <laughs> it's an eye opener. And not too many people get those opportunities, especially some of the jobs I worked on. It was so super secret that I can't even begin to tell you what they were. <laughs> I'm not lying about that. That's a fact. But um, it was scary. Uh, some of the things I signed up for and swore to never utter a thing, they were actually kind of intimidating. And uh, people really knew what was going on. They would be going, oh, my God. And I can just tell you that the program I worked on was not to save the people. It was to save the government. If that means anything to you. Yeah, it makes, makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, well, who is the government? Right. Hello? I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. Can you hear me? So you have to ask yourself, huh? You, you there? You good? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I can hear you. You have to ask yourself, who's the government? You know, in that, in that aspect. But anyway, um, keep on doing what you're doing. Um, people need to wake up to what's really going on in this country. Uh, they need to study the Constitution. The founders of this country were the smartest men in the world. They knew about all the things that are going on right now. All the stuff that's going on right now, the Marxism, the socialism, the Jacobism, whatever you want to call it, that was going on during their time. That was going on. They knew about it. So that is why we have the government we did. And this country doesn't need, you know, um, anybody telling them what to do. The country needs to do what it needs to do, and that's be America. So anyway, on that note, um, I hope that uh, you keep doing what you're doing. I'd like to see you, Big Tatum and Candace Owens, and uh, people like me all in a room <laughs> going at it. <laughs> but uh, I think that would be very beneficial to people to see you 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 get together with him and, and Candace Owens and some other people like that, and and maybe some other you know people of you know even Stephen Crowder. I'd like to see you guys in the room with Stephen Crowder crying like it. I mean, he's basically saying the same thing you guys are, you know, uh, and, and just calling these people out for who they are. And, and he's being shut down. You see what's going on. You've got a lawsuit against YouTube. And, uh, right. So anyway, I'm a developer, too. And, um, you know, I, I congratulate you guys for what y'all have done in sticking with YouTube because I have a hard time sticking with a platform that's giving money to criminals. And that's what they've done. So anyhow, good luck, and uh, thank you for taking my call, and I hope to uh, hear more good stuff coming from you guys in the future. 
Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. You too, Emil. Take care. All righty. Let's get to some more calls here. Let's go. 661, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Yeah, I, I wanted to uh, um, talk about uh, uh, reparations. Go for it. Okay. Well, um, I, th- I think that the U.S. Um, owes the sons and daughters of uh, African slaves um, property, uh, money, property. They, they, they owe them. That's the right thing to do. And I think that uh, I, I'm, I'm not for BLM, but I really do not believe in um, that the U.S. government has really admitted what happened for slavery. And um, they need to set it right. They need to set it right. Um, that, that's my point. What do you think? Well, I think the ship is sailed for that. If they were going to do that, they should have done it right at the end of slavery where they were able to identify right. the former slave and the former slave owner. If they were right. going to do that, they should have done it back then because now we're trying to go back. How do we even determine that? Because like this is look at it from a, just a practical point of view. Mm-hmm. The average African American will have at least 80% African DNA and 20% European right around that. But it's, it's probably a lot of times it's much less sure. than that as far as sure. African DNA. So how, how do we determine at what DNA level to call reparations to, to cut it off? And how do we track everyone back to slavery? Because a lot of black folks have well, immigrated here after slavery from the Caribbean, South America, Africa. How do we determine mm-hmm. who gets what and how and where does the money come from? How much? There's, there's so many questions that can't really be answered. But the first thing would be, how do we determine who would actually get it and how much? Because are we doing a DNA thing? Like, how does that work? Well, I think the, uh, there, there is a lot of paperwork and, uh, that people can prove that, hey, I have uh, 50% or 70%. I'm not talking about people that uh, immigrated from Haiti to the United States, you know, 30 years ago or from wherever, from Africa or wherever, Canada, wherever they came from. I'm talking about the sons and daughters of African slaves. Uh, the United States need to step up and say, hey, you know what? Um, we were wrong. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of lost wages that people, it's just like someone was kidnapped and they had them working and, they deserve, uh, the person had money, they deserve uh, to get paid for what they did. Okay, but see, okay, uh, but also, I, I, but also, I, mean, I, I got your point, but also, I mean, why is it just focused on the United States? Because they were not alone in this. This was a slave trade that involved a lot of different nations. Sure. Let's talk about some it's of the present day places like Ghana, Nigeria, Angola, Africa, that were involved in the slave trade. They had their people over there round up uh, like rival tribes bring them down to the coast and then trade with the Europeans and the Arabs for, for goods and services. That's what it was. So are we, are we focusing on just the United States or the kingdom of great Britain or the, you know, like the Mediterranean, a lot of the North African places, a lot of the places like uh, Saudi Arabia, 
African nations or just America. And, and then again, the biggest thing would be the logistics. How do we say you deserve reparations when you 50% black, 50% white or 51% black, 49% white. And then some of your black DNA from a hundred years ago comes from Haiti, but some of your black DNA comes from America. So how do we determine that? Right. That's why I was saying from the beginning, if it was to be paid, it should have been right when it happened, not 200 years later when it's just so many things that are in the mix that are very hard to identify. A lot of people don't even know what their father is, let alone who their grandfather is. So how are we going to go back to the 1800s? Right. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying, but uh, there's a lot of people that have uh, paperwork showing their, uh, uh, I, I don't know about yourself, but they're, they can say, hey, I know who the, this person is. I know who that person is. And, uh, and, and they're from slavery. So I think those people deserve... The United States should pay right now uh, the people that immigrated here from wherever in the whole world, they uh, owe that money too because, uh, you know, they'll say, hey, I don't want to pay because, uh, you know, my parents came from wherever, Czechoslovakia. They didn't get here until 1900, till after slavery. They say, I don't owe a debt. Yeah, you do. When you uh, uh, signed up for this country, you owe a debt. You owe, we're all a group. Hold on, wait a minute. All, we all owe that debt. How how, how do how does someone point. who came after slavery was over? How do they owe a debt? Well, just like they get all the fruits and and they get all the uh, the benefits and fruits of the United States, they also get the debt. Just like if you marry a woman that has a kid, or she owes on a car, guess what? It's a whole package, buddy. Okay, so That's the Africans thinking. that came over here after slavery right? and the Caribbean blacks, they, they owe too. They, they owe. <laughs> So how are you going to sell that? How are you going to sell it and say, you know what, reparations for black folks, but if you came here after slavery, that means you got to pay it. And then the reality is, I mean, you're talking about those that came after slavery. Mr. Obama would have to pay. Right. But see, also, those that came after slavery. His mom is white and his his dad was from Africa. But check it it out. But check it out, though. My my great-grandfather that I met, who I knew up until I was like 10 years old when he passed, my great-grandfather, he was mixed, biracial, black and white. His father was Irish. So how does that work? How about, a, you know, like, what, what, what do we do with that? What if his grandfather was a slave owner? How does that work? Um, you know, that's the problem is there's too many questions and not, uh, there's too many questions. That's what I'm my, saying. The whole thing is, it's, it's a nice idea to have man. in your mind, but in reality it's impossible to implement because there's so many questions, so many missing documents, so many variables to it, it right. doesn't make sense to right. do. If it was to happen, I'm right. not saying this shit never have happened, but if it was to happen, it should have happened back right when it was easy to identify who was who. But now, many years later, you would have guys like Sean King, a.k.a. Talking Mex, talking about, I need to get a check when he's white as snow. You see what right. I'm saying? Right. right. I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I just don't think, I, I, you know, there you go. I'm, I'm a, a white man. Uh, my parents, my grandparents, they've been here. They've been, uh, working people since the 1600s. They've been here in the United States and, you know, they're in the civil war, both sides of the civil war. Uh, but I still feel that, uh, uh, black people have never been really embraced in the United States and said, you know what? We made a mistake more than, Hey, you know what? Uh, it's wrong. And we're going to stop slavery. I think that 
you know, that I, I was feel, I feel, I feel like this. Hey, I feel like the Civil War, where you had hundreds of thousands of dead to end it, I think that's enough. Yes. Quite frankly, because we can't go back in time. Sure. But we do have freedom. We do have a unified country. And we're in the best country on earth. We got to just press forward. Our reparations and stuff like that, that's not going to happen. People can't, it's like a pie in the sky type of thing. I'm over here. I'm flourishing. Friends of mine are flourishing. I don't really see the purpose in trying to do anything like that at this point. But I, I respect your I respect your Thank opinion you. and your viewpoint. Thank okay. you for your call. Definitely Thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, reparations, that never happened. It's a pie in the sky. And it's the funniest thing in the world, hearing people talk about it on the left, like they still want it. It's like, well, Joe Biden was running. And when Charlamagne the guy, I'm going to say it again. I'll say it, I will say it every day if I have to, just to get the point across. When Charlamagne the guy, the black radio host, iHeartMedia, one of the most popular syndicated shows in the country, if not the whole world, when he asked Joe Biden about what about those black issues, blackity, black, black, it was like, look, man, forget all that. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That's all I got for you. Reparations, nope, uh, nothing, ne- nothing. Just vote for me because if you don't, you ain't black. That's it. And we went and did it. So how are you going to come from that point of view where you get insulted on TV and on radio in front of the whole world and still vote for him at 90% and then be like, well, I need some money. Why? Why am I pay you for what? I got your vote for free. So why would I pay for it? That made no sense. If they were handing out, um, let's say, if they were handing out tickets to a movie like Avengers, right? They were handing them out for like three months and then... On the fourth month, they say, are you going to pay $20? Why? I don't already got it for free. Why would I pay for it now? I watched it two times for the free in the movies with popcorn and everything for free. Why would I pay for it now? It made no sense. But I'll move on. Why would I pay for it? I'm about to call you online. We're speaking to 213. Yes, I'd like to speak to ABL if I can. You're speaking to me right now. What's happening? Oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, listen, I got a question for you. I haven't heard anybody talk about this. First of all, I love your show. I love your stuff. Didn't it, nobody's talking about how creepy it was that John Cena spoke such perfect Chinese. Yeah, yeah, you know, but see, to me, I expect that from these Hollywood types because they're not who we think they are. We think that they're one way based upon, it's like they have their on-screen persona, like when they're wrestling and stuff like that. And then they have a persona when they're doing interviews. That's both fake. That's none of that's real. The reality yeah, is when I'm they get thinking, in trouble, I'm and then you see them do like something. A, huh? Sorry to, sorry to talk over you. Go ahead. The, the reality is when they get in trouble, and then you see something like this, when they say, trick on here, it's like, oh, okay, where did that come from? You're in trouble now, so the reality comes out. I hear you. I'm talking about Manchurian candidate type stuff. This guy is deeply embedded with the Chinese, just like LeBron, NBA, all of them. It seems like this is a, a pattern now. I'm not surprised, not surprised at all. And it is a pattern. It most certainly is. And it, you're going to see a lot more of this as these foreign nations start to have more power. And a lot of these guys, they, they put on a persona that makes you think one way, but it's not that way. These guys are in bed with foreign nations they know, they know these foreign languages. And like I was saying in my video, John Cena's been doing this for some years, going over to China and getting money with China. There's a lot of that going on. People don't know about it because yeah. they try to hide that away to have this, you know, patriotic American. 
It's all about trying to get money. They don't care nothing about being patriotic. I hear you. Well, hey, thanks. Keep going. Keep doing it. I support you. Have a good day. All right. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Okay. Appreciate you. Bye. Yeah, and, and for full disclosure, I, I cannot speak Mandarin. I know some words in some languages. I know some French words, some Spanish words, some uh, Mandarin. I know somebody, I know a little bit of Canto words. I can't, if, you know, if it was a guy to come in here speaking Mandarin, I would not be able to have a conversation, but I understand. I, I can hear certain words. Ni hao, you know, of course, stuff like that. Ostrongo, China. I know stuff like that, but I don't know. I'm not John Cena out here getting money. I'm not, I'm not a white monkey like John Cena is. But anyway, let's get to the next call. Let's go. All right. Now I'm for you in line. I'm speaking to you. Hey, ABL. This is Anthony from New York. All right, man. What's going on? Uh, nothing much, Sean. I'm just... I'm at work right now doing the work thing. I actually called you before. Uh, uh, I want to say it was about, I want to say in uh, April, it was about the vaccine and uh, about how somebody ended up developing like a lump on their head or something like that. But it was a little while ago I called you. Well, anyway, I'm calling because I got a couple things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, basically, I'm uh I told you, I think I told you before, yeah, I'm a traveler that goes from different hospitals to hospitals and I travel from different states. And uh, I know yesterday was that uh, memorial for uh, Mr. Uh, GF, you know? And when I stepped into work yesterday, we got an email about that, right? We got an email all about that, right? And it was like three different emails. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I mean, like, there's people that really don't believe in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look at that whole situation, and the whole thing was messed up, honestly, but at the same time, my man put himself in this situation. That's just the guy's honest truth. And where I'm working at, they're like, they're shoving that, this, this, this narrative down our throats, you know? And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's distracting. That's distracting on what I do as a Profession. Like, I help prepare the surgeries and stuff. And, like, and when I see stuff like that, I mean, like, that's just taken away from my focus and my coworkers' focus who don't believe in that narrative, you know? And I just don't think that belongs in the workplace. And um, another thing I wanted to get on was, uh, was, um, was, uh, was Joe Biden, basically. Um, a lot of stuff that this dude does, like, when he fell up the steps, like, you falling up the steps. You're supposed to fall down the steps. You don't fall up the <laughs> steps four times. Now, if that was reverse, if that was reverse, then, and if it was Trump who did that, then it would be all over the news. Like, it, 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 this guy could quote, and, and it, would, it would be on the front page of every newspaper. You know what I'm saying? This guy falls up the steps and defying gravity instead of falling down the steps. And there's not a peep about it. You know? I don't know. I think, I think it's all of a, I think it's all a, um, it's all a, it's all, it's all a narrative that, that, that people's trying to shove down people's throats. 
And 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 uh, I'm one of the people that I'm not dealing with that. Like I'll speak up. Like at my job, like I'll speak up. And if people don't don't like it, then oh well. If I lose my contract, I lose my contract. I'm sorry, but I stand by my I stand by my beliefs. You know and. If I'm in a work spot, work, work, work environment, and I see something that I don't like, I'm going to speak about it. I'm going to talk about it. And a lot of people at my job, they're scared to talk about things. They're scared. But meanwhile, I got a big mouth, but I'll talk about it. I'm not scared about that. I'll talk about it, you know? Um, and one more thing before I let you go, because I know you have mad callers, and I appreciate everything that you do. Kwame Brown has been saying the truth. Kwame Brown has been spitting straight facts, and that's why people don't don't. Uh, that's why people are really trying to silence the dude. I've been hearing that he's going to get his YouTube channel took down and stuff. And um, nah, that guy's spitting straight facts, and I suggested everybody check out Kwame Brown because he's speaking the truth. And there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings with with, with, with Kwame Brown. But I I love everything that you do, ABL. And uh, keep doing your thing. And when you get a chance, and to all your viewers, I know you critique music sometimes. I do music as well. So I made a track called 2 Plus 2 Equals 5. Um, it's, on my, uh, it's on my channel. So you can just check it out. It's called Whatever and Everything. And I appreciate everything that you do, Ambiel. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Cool, man. Appreciate it, bro. All right. Shout out to the caller. Now, I wasn't playing with the soundboard. I was... Uh, watching this video when try not to keep the sound on on Twitter of this guy, um, one of these so-called homeless people out there in San Francisco. I turned the sound off. I, th- I think I did turn the sound off. But I'm gonna show it to you guys right now so you can kind of see what's going on. Give me one second. Let's go ahead and pop this on. Okay, there it is. So you know, it's, it's not gonna be anything weird, but you're just gonna see what he has on his waist. Now. You see that? Let's back. My friend, let's, let's play it back one more time. Slow motion. Oh, he's homeless. Poor homeless faker. A whole samurai sword in your in your in your waist. A samurai sword, sir. Where did you get that? So a lot of these people are crazy. Like this guy might be on the H, on something else. And what happens when you walking down the street trying to get to your car? After you just having a nice little dinner or lunch or whatever in San Francisco, and he pull out a whole, he, he's looking like Wesley Snipes and Blade and swinging that on you. What you going to do? Oh, he's unarmed. Is he unarmed? That's a whole samurai sword right there. So what's really going on? You see it. It's right there. And he has it concealed. How you can still carry a whole samurai sword, but he's doing it. So, yeah, you could keep San Francisco. You could keep all these crazy big. Liberal cities, I, I'm good. I don't want it. I don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. All right, let's get to the next one here. Four three five in the line. Who am I speaking to? <clears throat> oh, four three five wants to hung up. Put some minutes on the bottom of my phone. Let's go. All right, hold on, you guys. All right, I'm going to you on the line I'm speaking to. ABL, it's Abby from Eastern North Carolina. Your phone lines are hot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Um, I'm, 
I want to call uh, in regards to the reparations. Do the sons and daughters of the African slaves that have commingled with the whites and created biracial offspring get an invoice or a check? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm wondering. Are are they going to prorate the amount or what? I don't know. Right, right. Second of all, I know I'm beating a deadly, uh, I'm beating a dead horse, but uh, your detailed analysis about the culture. Over here in North Carolina, between whites and blacks, is a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> I'm a white woman <laughs> living in Eastern North Carolina. I have my black patients inviting me over for Thanksgiving for collard greens and ham hocks. I have a black neighbor two doors down. We make sure we have gas for our generators when a hurricane comes, which is very frequently. Mm. And she does not shoot my hogs when they escape from my pen <laughs> and eat the pansies in her flower but in her flower garden and the rutabagas in her garden. Right? That's so right. we all get along. If they want to bring the racism to eastern North Carolina, they need to stop. That's not how we are over here. They need to keep it in Durham, where my brother can't put a Christmas wreath on his front door without the neighborhood starting a petition. <laughs> Wow, really? So, That's crazy. Really? A, a petition for a Christmas wreath. Scare- wow. He's the only Republican down his entire road. It's, it's unbelievable. So I just wanted to say to any media watching this, I'm sure they're lurking. They need to keep the racism out of our part of the state because <laughs> we love each other. Right on. 100%. So that's all got. Thank you for your call. Definitely Thank appreciate you. you. You're welcome. Bye. That's what I was talking about before when the whole thing with uh, Andrew Brown, he got killed in East City, North Carolina, Elizabeth City. And they're talking about racism and systemic racism. It's like East North Carolina, Tidewater area, Southeastern Virginia. It's not like that. You know, it's just it's just not that way. This this ain't some type of super liberal, weird place. The black folks and the white folks, quite frankly, aren't that much different. Like the locals that's out there, you you really you're really quite similar. It's very, very similar. Now, there may be some people that live apart a little bit, but for the most part, people are very similar. Unless you're the military because you come from a different part of the country. But if you're from that area, people are more similar than dissimilar between the blacks and the whites. Because they've been around each other for a long time. Like, this is where everything started. In the 1600s, they're more similar than dissimilar. That's just a fact. It is what it is. This ain't like... Places where they were forced segregation, I mean, forced integration. It's not quite that way. Not in, like, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Northeast North Carolina. It's not like that. You know, everybody pretty much get along. That's how I was when I was a kid. You know, whites and the blacks, it wasn't this racial tension going on. All right, let me get to my next one. Give me one second. Let's go... Wow, the lines are blowing up. I'm gonna try to get to. I'm gonna try to get as many as I can, and if I can't get you on, it's not my fault. You got to blame the white man for that. You know what time it is. All righty, let's do seven two zero. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Andrew from Oregon. Hey, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh. I have a question. Can you tell me where my flaw is in my thinking? Um, okay, so so I think, you know, with, with the election of Obama, I know that's a while ago, 
But with the election of Obama, um, they said that <laughs> he, he was running his campaign and pretty much half the nation or more, they conceded to the fact that the United States was racist, like, or at least white people in general in the United States are racist. And, and I didn't see, like, the nation get up in arms about the fact that, um, that they were calling white people, pretty much everybody, racist. I wasn't seeing against it, out against it. I wasn't seeing any other colored people coming out against it. And to me, that sounds like they are conceding the fact, or they're saying, yeah, we are racist. Um, yeah. It, my experience was, you know, I'm the 90s, I'm the 90s kid and everything, and things were pretty much cool. I had black friends, Hispanic friends, Asian friends, white friends, everybody. They all hung out. Um, and then around when I was like 2011, 2007, 2011, things started getting, well, 2010-ish, things started getting um, weird, you know, started getting looks from people. And I'm, I'm thinking, um, so, so, I mean, I used to think that the United States wasn't a racist nation, um, but if you're counting like the Democrats and you're counting the media and everything else, you know, black people are set up to have like a hard time by Democrats and like half the nation talks down on like children um, and like half the nation actually believes people who aren't white. Uh, and white people, like, they think white people are superior and any other color is inferior. Um, so I know you have one half of the nation that's like, yeah, we don't like that, but nobody's speaking up against it. So to me, it actually does sound like the United States is racist. What do you think? So I think there is racism, but I don't think the country is racist. I think there's racism in the country, but that goes for any country. That doesn't mean the country itself is racist. But see, the problem is that the mainstream media, those that control the flow of information, they think that the racism comes from us, those that are on the right. But really, it comes from them, those that are on the left. And we're fighting against them to get them to stop. And they are a select few that control the information. They're trying to change the country to racist country. But our, our job really is to fight against them. And they're gaslighting us saying that we're the ones that are racist. It's the same thing that China does. We'll talk about how China is treating people improperly. They got people in concentration camps, forced labor. And then they talk about, oh, America does this, America does that. They want to try to point the finger at us. That's called, you know, projection and deflecting. Rather than dealing with the issue that you have going on, rather than being honest, you want to say, oh, no, it's you that's doing it. You're the racist. You're the hater. You're the xenophobe. You're the homophobe, X, Y, and Z. That's just them trying to project on us because we're trying to fight against them to prevent us from becoming a racist place, which we are not. But if you're looking at half the nation, half the nation is, I, I think, are actually racist. I'm not talking about the system so much, but the people. If you're looking at Democrats, people on the left, and they, they are racist, um, I think they are racist. They, they tend to believe that everybody with a certain skin color has a certain way of thinking, and that is their, that's their colored way of thinking, uh, which is racist and stupid. And they have certain capabilities that nobody else has or that they're lacking certain capabilities. I mean, wouldn't you say that that's, that's a, 
the problem I have. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I got I got to answer your question because we got time constraints. I think the thing I understand what you're trying to say, but I don't think it's half the mm-hmm. country that are actually racist, even if half the country vote one way. Because let's be clear, it's not half the country that votes one way; it's half of those that vote that vote one way. Meaning, a lot of people don't even vote. A lot of people don't know about politics at all. Even if they do vote, they don't really know what they're voting for. They've just been told their whole life that, oh, you got to vote this way. That's the best way to go. They vote out of ignorance and because they think that it's the right thing to do without even knowing what's going on. They don't know anything about the, the policies and all things people say. They don't know nothing about that. They don't watch the news like we do. So most people mm-hmm. are just kind of oblivious, and they're being led by those that control the media, control the flow of information. So whatever they're told by the media, they just kind of follow without even really understanding it. You know, it's just like if somebody were to tell you what a certain word means in a foreign language that you don't speak and you just accept it without doing your own independent research and you say it and it's something that's racist, you don't know it's racist because you were told that it's fine. You don't, you just, it's just ignorance going on. People are being manipulated. So I don't think it's half of the country. I think it's those that control the flow of information and some of the political leaders that are trying to change people into racist rather than just being ignorant voters that do whatever they're told. I'm sorry. Like, so, what was the question? Here, so you said people think that the, the country is racist, like black people. Black people in the U.S. they tend to think that white people in general or uh, the United States is racist. I mean, how would they get there if they're not if they're not seeing something? If they're not experiencing it in life. Well, again, I mean, most do- most people don't. Most people are ignorant. They don't know what's going on. They don't. Most most black folks, most people in general, are ignorant when it comes to politics and things like that. They don't really understand. Now, somebody might say, a black person might, you, might, you see on the street, might say that the country is racist. Maybe. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But if they do, you got to ask why. Is it because they think that way on their own? Or is it because they're speaking from ignorance from what they've been told? Now, some are just going to think that way because, you know, they kind of been indoctrinated or they may have done their own research and they feel like that. But that's the extreme minority. People that think that way, a lot of times are just ignorant. They don't know any better. Sometimes they're stubborn because they don't want to get taught anything else, but they truly don't know what's going on. And the best way to combat that is with proper information. But thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Thanks, Gabrielle. Yeah, a lot of people just don't understand what's going on. See, just just real quick, among the so-called black community, whatever that means, you got different people. You get the miscreants, which there are too many in the black community as far as like a per capita, uh, I guess, but as a, as a percentage, put it like that, as a percentage compared to other groups of people. But that's not the majority, you understand? So you have those. 
Then you have those that kind of feel sympathy for the miscreants and for the ignorant people, for those that are out there doing X, Y, and Z, that'll give them cover. Then you have those that don't get involved in anything, just take care of the kids and mind their business and do things like that. You got the drug addicts. You got the people that depend upon the welfare state. You got people that got money, entertainers, actors, real estate. You got a lot of different people, just like anybody else. And you got a lot of people, just like with every race, that are ignorant. How can somebody say that abortion is not killing the baby? It's because they're ignorant. And that can be seen throughout every single race. Uh, and I think there's just different levels of ignorance, different levels of tolerance for bad behavior among different racial groups. That's probably the best way to explain that, if that makes any sense. But let me get to the next one here. All righty. Let me go. 215 on the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL. What's happening? Hey, how's it going? Everything's all well. How about yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm good. So I watched a shooting with a, that happened at George Floyd Square. Oh, if that's what they're calling it now, George Floyd Square. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, wow, what a way to celebrate George Floyd's death a year anniversary and with a shootout. And I mean, this is a whole shootout in broad daylight, just kept going nonstop. I think the police eventually got there, but from what I know, one person got shot. And I was like, wow, what a way to celebrate George Floyd in Minneapolis, the city he died in. And Minnesota, yeah. I mean, Minneapolis, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right, right, Minneapolis. Uh, yeah. That's what I mean. It's, it's, yeah, it's was, crazy, but yeah. it, it, highlights the, it highlights the actual problem. The actual problem is not the police. Exactly. You're talking about police reform, and then pop, pop, pop. It's like, okay, now we see what the problem is. Broad daylight, yeah. people shooting. It's not the police doing it. It's not the white man. It's not them. It's the, like I was just talking about, the miscreants, the thugs, the, the, the ne'er-do-wells. It's them doing it. Talk about that. Yeah, Focus on that. That's that's the actual problem. Yeah. And just, you know, the part that gets me, you know, Charlemagne, I, he, he is so fake. I know right then and there, when he, the way he let Joe Biden talk to him like that. And let's all not forget the, the, the election. There was so, so much voter fraud and the election was stolen because there's no way he was going to win that election fairly. I mean, you look at Trump rally, you look at Biden rally, both of their rallies. And Trump, it was barely, you barely could even get in that rally. Biden, it was so much room, it was ridiculous. Even when Obama was speaking for him, it's just not that many people was really that interest, interested. Yeah, it, it was a mess. And I... And what was the one thing I want to touch on? The, the woman that got shot over in the UK in the head. Because she was, from what I heard, so I read this story, right? So they said she was at a party, like you were saying. She was at a party, and there were some people that these other gang members were after who were driving past, and they shot. She wasn't the intended target, but she wound up catching a bullet to the head and being in a critical condition. But, you know, she was at a gang-affiliated party, or put it this way, there was a party where there were some gang members there. And, you know, it's kind of ironic a Black Lives Matter supporter who wants to defund the police is hanging out at a party where there's some gang-affiliated people there. Right. I mean, they then, maybe, maybe, maybe they think that the gang, or they're just community members, and they're not violent. It just trying to do the right thing, all this and that. But it's like, okay, well, really what's going on is that you 
are hanging out with those that are violent and or will attract violence to them. So when something like that happens, you can't be surprised because you put yourself in a line of fire. That's just what it is. Don't yeah. try to act like this gang is some kind of, you know, puppy dog that won't do nothing but look you in the head every day when you come inside. It's going to be violent and you could actually lose your life behind that. And that's unfortunately what the young lady's facing, possibly losing her life, all because she wants to think that the gang is not really that bad. Yeah, my, just the fact that she has kids. And from what I heard, that she graduated college and all that stuff, got her degree. Yeah, three kids. But, three three kids, 27 years old. Yeah, see, yeah, and, and a lot of people were saying, a lot, I saw that I was I was on a Fox News Facebook page and the comments were like saying all the same thing, same thing. I saw guns weren't allowed in the UK. But like you said, those were like older guns, like like Russian guns, you were saying. Yeah, but, you know, they still got them. So apparently, you know, if even though the guns aren't allowed, people still got them and they're still shooting. So it'd be the same thing yeah. here. You got 300 million guns in the wild. So they talk about trying to ban guns. How are you going to take them? Not to mention they're leaving the border wide open. So, like, like they can't smuggle guns in. And not only that, the border, putting the wall up was a good thing. And from, from what I hear, Joe Biden, he's going to have to continue to... Con- the wall construction, putting up the wall up, because I don't know if they're gonna let that happen. Because they they need they definitely need a new voter block because they don't want they're gonna try to stop Trump from winning again. Which I hope he win he runs again. I hope he wins. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. how, how that goes, man. But thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, have a good one. All righty, thank you all for being here. If you like what you're hearing so far, go ahead and get the video with thumbs up. Nine four one, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Voter block. Hello. Yes. Who am I speaking to? Nine four one. Hey ABL, this is Evan from Florida. How are you doing tonight? Everything's great. I can't complain. How about yourself? I'm doing good, thank you. Um, I kind of want to talk about some interesting experiences that I've had um, in my early twenties recently. Um, I've, I've grown up kind of in a progressive and conservative background and i find it very interesting that the experiences that i'm going through in current times um kind of finding my way with work and school um, i would consider myself now nowadays a libertarian um what what do you think about that term what does it mean to you what libertarian yes well, before I answer this, I got to be, you know, political. I know guys that are libertarian. A lot of them are cool people. But I feel like libertarianism or the term libertarian is like kind of right in the fence. Not take it one side or the other. And when you're in okay. politics, you got you to pick one side or the other most of the time, if not all the time. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I, I get what you're saying, too. Like, I, I watch, like, quite a bit of different channels um, on social media um, that deal with politics. And, and I never really find myself picking towards like one side. Um, Cause it's, it's, I guess it's kind of hard, like for me right now. Um, but there, there's some other interesting things. Cause like I, I am dating, I would say more of a progressive woman. Oh um, boy. Good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> 
Thank you. I appreciate it. I love her dearly. Um, and we're doing well. Um, I think we're probably doing pretty good considering the location now in Florida. I remember I heard you talking about kind of how I think maybe you were saying that people in the South with, with you know, white and African-American have kind of grown up the same. Um, I, I would agree with you on a lot of that. Um because uh, this this particular woman, she is African American. Um, she, I I surprised her with a lot of things that come out of my mouth, mm. not bad, but things that she I don't think would expect me to know of. Um, but there there have been our our occasional um, conversations on politics, and. I think sometimes it's interesting. She finds herself uncomfortable and I might find myself uncomfortable, but we always come out pretty strong with it, you know, being able to find each other's perspectives fairly well. That's that's pretty cool. I guess you can, you know, you can get along and not necessarily be the same politically, so that's good. Is she a BLM supporter? She... I, I believe sometimes she says she is, she, you know, she, she's not like going out there, you know, oh. participating in anything. She's more um, goal focused on, you know, kind of, I would say securing an, an old kind of style of living, you know, just want to raise a family and find a nice place to live. Okay. How I very much. Okay. Um, so, so it comes up every now and then, you know, and I, for me, I tell her, we've gone over a lot of times, like, you know, you hear the, the all lives matter and you know, black lives matter. And I'm probably a little bit more nihilistic and I'm coming from my libertarian. I'm like, you know, well, do you really, you know, any lives matter? And, you know, because mm-hmm. I've you know, kind of grown up seeing like, I don't know if you ever heard of the site where there's like Best Gore. That was like a gore site and I've just seen, you know, so much killing all across, you know, this planet. So, and I, I tell her about that, and I'm like, you know, but there's, there's people of all different backgrounds and race and ethnicity and culture, you know, killing one another. So, I don't know. Kind of a nice All right, man. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your yeah. call, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right, now. All righty. Get to the next one. Why they call you online? I'm speaking to four zero seven. You live? I'm live. Live right now. What's happening? Hey, it's a tugboat. I just want to say, man, uh, I'm from Miami, Carroll City, and if uh, people wanted to see about police brutality, like, and it's wholesome back in the day, then they should watch a documentary on that and see how far we've come, you know, as far as, like, uh, police being brutal to citizens, all citizens. And I just want to ask you, ABL, what, what's, your, what's your motives, man? Are, are you ever going to want to get into uh, some, like, uh, you know, politics stuff? Or you, or you want to be a mayor, governor, anything like that? Or you just, you, you straight where you at? I don't know. I mean, people ask me that all the time. So I feel like if people really want to back me and it makes sense for me to do it at a time, I think I would get into it. But I'm not really sure about 
anytime soon. But I may yeah. have to do that in the future because yeah. people keep asking me. I just me to like do your it. goal, yeah. Well, I grew up. I, 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 hey, I'm a white boy. I'm from Miami, Carroll City, man. And I've seen, I've seen police brutality, like when it was like some serious shit back in the '80s. You know what I mean? Uh huh. And, and and people now they, this shit is like way different. Well, you, you can't, you can't, you know, coast, like, you can't coast, They have no idea. They should they should go look back at those documentaries and stuff and realize like what it really was back then. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's all. That and that's all. That's all. Hey, but DeSantis, right? He's gonna win, right? We say we say you said his answer. He's gonna be the next president, right? He could be. He definitely could be if he ran yeah. for sure. What is he gonna be? He gonna be. Okay. <laughs> sure. All right, ABL. All right, appreciate the call. All right, take care. All right, yeah. Shout out to Ron DeSantis. He could definitely go ahead and get it. He got, he got to run first. Seven six three. You're the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, um, my name is Aubrey, and I'm from uh, come from Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, and um, I just uh, wanted to say thanks to you for putting out your content and stuff like this. I'm a recent convert to. Um, conservatism i still kind of consider myself a liberal but used to be completely blinded um leaving her liberal and um i really appreciate what you're doing and also um you know what other a lot of conservatives i've been watching um has been you know opening my eyes to a lot of stuff and um yeah so just wanted to, to thank you well I, I thank you for that but i'm gonna ask you a question so was there a particular moment that kind of made you turn away from where you were? Was what's going on with this whole thing with uh, George Floyd and violence? Like, what happened? What What was your turning point? Sure. Well, um, I guess what initially started turning my um, or changing my mind was after the first uh, presidential election, after they found no Russian collusion, and you know, and I, I was happy when he was, you know, first going to be impeached. Um, and then when there was no evidence, um, I thought, well, maybe there was a you know reason that he wanted Hunter Biden investigated. And um, my husband is more conservative than me, and he was starting to become more of a Trump supporter too. And you know, he and I would argue about Trump and um, just other you know stuff going on, like with you know BLM and stuff. And because you know he realized he he saw on the BLM website how you know a lot of their um, uh, you know, beliefs are, you know, that of the same as like, you know, Marxism. And um, so, you know, just little by little, I started, you know, questioning, you know, the mainstream media and, um, you know, realized that um, basically everything that I believed in previously was, you know, a lie and I'd been duped. And so, um, and then, you know, especially with, you know, George Floyd, I mean, I, um, you know, with it happening so close to home here, um, you know, I, when I first saw the video, I, of course, you know, I thought that, you know, Chauvin was, you know, completely guilty, um, no question about it. But, you know, after seeing then more video and more footage, you know, it's not as cut and dry. And it's like, you know, people don't want to discuss the, you know, other possibilities at all, you know, and especially where we live and where I work and, um, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's it's kind of disheartening, but um, and especially since, you know, I've lost, um, you know, some friends and, you know, I'm, you know, on 
not great terms with some of my family members because of, you know, my beliefs and my, you know, change of opinion. But, um, you know, I also, you know, have kind of come to realize that, you know, in the last year or so that with what's going on, it just seems to me like this is more and more seeming like a holy war. And that's just really coming to the surface. And, um, you know, both my husband and I have kind of, you know, rejoined our faith. And so, I mean, that, that's, I guess that's a, you know, a huge positive for, for what's been going on. So. Right on, right on. Well, I'm glad you, you know, you, you're going in the right direction. You're going to lose people. That happens because when, when you're changing, when you're starting to, you know, just evolve into who you are, not everyone will be the same way. They're still going to be how they are. They're still going to be stuck in their ways and they're not really prepared. But I think, at the end of it, the best way to be is yourself and you can't be anything else. And I think eventually you'll be able to gain people, better people in your life than those that left because of your, your, your change and your, your thought process. So I think it all work out for the best for you. Right. And, you know, and thank you. And, um, you know, it's just, um, it, it is encouraging to, to think that, you know, there, there, I, I have, you know, come across other people that have, you know, quote unquote, woken up as well. Um, you know, but, and, you know, earlier you guys were talking about um, systemic racism within the country and, you know, and, and I do believe that, you know, systemic racism as it was before um, doesn't exist anymore, but I do believe there is still um, institutionalized racism within our country, but it's being perpetrated by the democratic party, you know, and just like, um, you know, I have been listening to like, you know, Thomas Sowell and stuff and with him, you know, talking about, you know, the disparities and, you know, and just, you know, and all of the, you know, always like the woke people always thinking like, oh, you know, we have to help minorities, like thinking that like they can't do it themselves. It's like, that is so condescending, you know? And so anyway, sorry, um, I'll let you go. I know a lot of people are trying to get in, but I just wanted to um, thank, thank you for what you're doing and um, let you know that my husband and I are, and I are fans. So take thank, care. You for the, thank you for the call and support. Definitely appreciate you. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, great call. I'm glad to hear you. Every time I hear somebody that's been wake, uh, uh, you know, truly woke, as a cool kid say, they they've truly awakened in their mind. So that's great. Shout out to them. All right, let's go. Nine zero three in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Yes. Who am I speaking to? Leslie. All righty. What's going on? Well, I was just going to call in. I've been listening to you for about two hours now. And um, I had a kind of a funny thing. My children are grown. But uh, as my daughter would tell you, she lives in the hood. (laughs) She and her husband are the only white family on the street she lives in. Mm. And you know that I was concerned in the beginning, until I went to the house, I met the neighbors. Do you know what? Her neighbors would not let anything happen to her. Mm. We're not racist. That's I right. don't think people, I think you're taught color. You know, and one of the things that really irked me early on in all this garbage, and I don't remember, I want to say it was up in Portland. It was a uh, three black females with children standing on a street corner with signs that said, F the police, defund the police. These children were five and younger. Mm. Holding, holding the sign. 
Now, I don't think that's racism. I think that that's what you call systemic racism. From the day you're born, you're taught to hate. Something happened, great-grandpa, great-great-grandpa, whatever, and so it still is. Do we have bad police officers? Yes. Do we have bad doctors? Yes. Do we have bad airline pilots? Yes. But you don't wipe out the whole organization because of a few. And then they talk about, you know, defund the police, take away their immunity. I don't have any problems with taking away their immunity. Take away. But if you take it away from the police, you've got to take it away from our Congress, our legislatures, our teachers, and everyone else. It's, it's, it's more on the line of what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And I think a lot of things are, you know, I don't know if you saw the articles in Houston, Texas, about they're going to widen one of the roads, and it's been approved by the highway department. I think it's Highway 45. And they came out and said it was racist. How is a road racist? It makes no sense at all. Well, and you know, you you try to argue the point out of common sense and you get name called. That's all they have. I'm a racist, I'm a homophobe, I'm a Karen, I'm a this, I'm a that. And I just kind of look at people and I thought, you know, maybe I'm different. I'm in my 60s. I brought my kids up to believe trash is trash. Trash comes in every color. When you're out in public, when you're in school, when you're in a grocery store, whatever, you're nice to everybody. You don't have to invite them home. You're not rude. You're not crude. You're not crass. You know, treat them like you would like to be treated, but you don't have to bring them home. That's not racist. You know, if you've been in prison, you've done your time, I guess you get a chance at second things. But I don't know that it's a given. I don't know how to fix it. What is your thought process? How do you fix it? I mean, it depends on the situation. And I I know one thing, there's no guarantees in life. You just try to go about everything in a way that makes the most sense rather than trying to do things in an emotional way, do things in a way that just makes sense to try and fix things. Common sense. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I have to say one other thing and then I'll let you go. 20 years ago, a neighbor of mine said to me, my child left and went to college and he had a brain. And he went to a college up in Illinois. She said, four years later, he came home. (laughs) Stupid. He came home a liberal. He had been indoctrinated for four years at the university. And I laughed. I thought she was crazy. You know, no, it's not like that. That's not how it was. That's not how it is. You're crazy. And now 20 years later, I'm going, she told me that 20 years ago, but I didn't see it, but I didn't realize they weren't teaching our kids civics and anything else. And I was that parent in the classroom going, what are you doing? 
but I just didn't catch all of it. I don't know. I don't know what the answers are, but I really call it to laugh because, you know, I think there's a difference between stereotyping certain things and what racism really is. And my daughter loves where she lives and I love her neighbors. You know, right on. Well, thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Let's get to some more. Five seven zero, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Five seven zero, hello. Going once. All right. Five seven zero, they got cold feet. Eight zero four, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Yeah. Someone speaking to. This him. All right. What's happening? All right. Yeah, I'm calling in on your live stream. You live right now. What's going on? All right. Hey, man, I'm calling in on the the, the whole race uh, stuff. So I'm a almost 50-year-old Harley-riding biker raising a, a mixed grandchild I had custody of since he was one month old. And people always talk about racism, right? So today, your stream brought it up. I went out today, and I got no less than five dirty, nasty looks because they looked in the back seat of my car and saw my little man in the back seat. <clears throat> so when people scream racism, I always relate it to back in the days, I used to be a traveling millwright. I go from Chicago, Detroit, all over Michigan, Illinois, and Wisconsin. And I tell people when you work in a uh, enclosed environment, you used to put on uh, like a yellow safety glass and it would make things brighter. So I would tell people when you walk out the house and put on your racism glasses, no matter what you see, it's going to be racism. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And, and, and people now, when they scream racism, a lot of times it's their inner, their own inner feelings coming out. It's not what the person on the other side they're directing is feeling. It's what they're feeling. And and I think that's the biggest issue that needs to be addressed is they're projecting their own feelings on others. Yeah, of course. Because here, you know, here, you know, I look at it like here, I, I he's almost three and a half and I've been raising him since he was about three weeks old. You know, and people look at me and they give me dirty looks, but his 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 blood father, you know, at, the reason I have him is because when he was a month old, he was blowing uh, marijuana smoke in his face and he left him at home alone as a one-week-old baby in the house to walk to the store to get liquor and told the mother that this is what we do. This is how we do. He got to learn got to be that way and, and, and people have to teach their own family their own blood their own you know whatever they call that's not how it is you got to break that that mentality that's right absolutely because you know if the child was to continue to be in that environment i mean they have no chance they, they're going to end up repeating a, a bad cycle of behavior Exactly. And that's my, that's my thought. And I've been raising him, like I said, since he was a month old 
And, you know, and, and for me, and people look at it different because I, I ride with a motorcycle club. And these guys, I got guys all over the world that look at this little boy like their own family. You know, he calls them uncle. He, he loves them. He runs up, gives them hugs. And, but yet his own family, who's, you know, African-American, looks, you know, they got nothing but content for him because he, the other side of his family is not the same as them. And, and when I take him out in public, people look at him and look at me with content because of that. And, and the issue is the racism has to be addressed across the board. Like, so when I, when I watch your show or when I watch like officer Tatum, so when I see people post a comment uh, along the lines of an intelligent African-American, I'm like, no, that's an intelligent human. The, the, the African-American has nothing to do with it. Just like with my little man, the African-American side has nothing to do with it. You, him, Tatum, everybody, they're intelligent individuals. And what we have to do in this country is cut that whole racial divide at the picture. It drives me crazy. Right on, man. Well, I thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Indeed. Thank you. All righty. That'd be a wrap for the calls. If you couldn't get in, it's not my fault. You got to blame the white man for that. But we're at the 11 o'clock mark. We're actually a little bit over time. We're at 11.03. So I, I can't be here all night. You know, I got to go to bed, get up in the morning, get right back at it. I got videos I got to do in the morning. I already got some lined up, so I got to get back to it. Thank you all for joining. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. Shout out to all the mods for doing what you do, keeping the trolls in check. Thank you to everybody that watched, liked, shared, subscribed, super chatted, whatever. And speaking of super chats, I got a few more of those to read and then wrap it on up. Um, if you want to hear this full podcast show, whatever you want to call it, with audio only, you can do so on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. A link for that will be in the description box. You can also go to those particular platforms and search for ABL Live. I should pop right on up. So let's go ahead and go to Super Chat. So I'm going to read those right quick, and then that'll be a wrap. Again, thank you all for being here. You guys are the best anywhere in the world. Thank you to Mason JP for the mic drop donation. Thank you to Angel who says, hey, ABO, I hate seeing American athletes in Hollywood bow down to China, especially after this pandemic. It's pathetic. Where's the American pride and patriotism? Hey, you know what? That pride and patriotism a lot of times that gets overshadowed by the monies because that's what it's about, really, with John Cena, people like that. Cowtown in China is all about that. dinero. Thank you to Tasha, who says, one up for Governor Lee, Bill Lee, who signed Bill banning critical race theory today. Yeah, shout out to Bill. I like Bill Lee a lot. And I met him back when he was running, and he had like an RV going across the whole state of Tennessee. He's, he was a businessman before he became the governor. He just He's just a guy that just makes sense. And shout out to our senator. Shout out to Bill Haggerty. I met him too. Uh, really just kind guy. Came from a farm in Tennessee. And shout out to Marsha Blackburn. She came from Mississippi, actually. And, you know, small town. Hearing Marsha Blackburn talk is like hearing your grandma or somebody like that. Just talk. Just real, real nice people. Good people. Stand up for what's right. So shout out to all them. This, this, this is a great state here. A lot of good leadership in Tennessee. Um, other parts of the country I feel bad for. We live in California. I, I feel really bad. California, I mean, the best bet, honestly, might be Bruce Jenner. I mean, Caitlyn Jenner. Jenner. And that's that's kind of a shame, but I digress for now. 
Thank you to Tasha who says, oh, I read that one. Thank you to Al who says, ABOPs from behind enemy lines in California. Uh, speak of the devil, California. Thank you to Joe uh, Strucy, Joe Street. I know I butchered that. It's not my fault, Blaine the White Man. Who says, between DeSantis, Paul, or Cruz, who do you think will support almost any? Why? Oh, I don't, I don't understand the question. Who do you think you would support? Okay. Um, out of the out of that group right there, I like Ron DeSantis the most. And then as a close runner up, like one day, one day, be be Rand Paul. Uh, someone else I would like to see. I think that's a good list right there. DeSantis, Paul, Cruz. I, that's probably the that's probably the right order as well. DeSantis, Paul, then Cruz. Thank you to Draco and Kodak, who says, PSA, everyone, please stop moving down to Florida. We are too packed now that everyone loves DeSantis. Yeah, I said the same thing about Tennessee. It's packed like window to the wall. When I first moved here, it, it wasn't really that bad traffic. But now the traffic is kind of it's get, it's getting a little high. It's getting a little high. I don't know. You know, developing and everything is fine. But, you know, if you're going to move down here, don't get no – don't don't be crowding the fast lane. Uh, thank you to Rosalba Escamilla. I know I butchered that, and if I did, blame the white man, who says, I enjoy your perspective and learn a lot from you. Thanks a lot. God bless you as patriots. Thank you for that. Thank you to Buck versus Windshield for two super chats, who says, can't make everyone equally rich, but you can make them equally poor. Look at every socialist state ever. Only 0.0001% have the money and the power. Exactly. Also, where and when did slavery start? Do Africans owe the Jews reparations for 400 years of slavery in Egypt? Great question. Thank you to Sean Hughes who says Barack was dead against reparations and gay marriage. He sure was. And then after he was a president for eight years, two terms, reparations, reparations. Oh, but when you were running, when when you were the president, you didn't say a word about it. Funny how that works. When as you're out of office, you have no power. Now you want to say something about it. Funny how that works. Um, hold on. Brandon Turquoise says, same ABL. Y'all don't move to Y'all got to move to Tennessee. Go to Texas. They have plenty of room. <laughs> Shout out to Texas. Uh, thank you to Code Hater Rate, who says, my ancestors came here years after the Emancipation Proclamation. If some idiot governor tries to get me to pay reparations, I'm suing them to H-U-Double Hockey Sticks, right on point. Thank you to Hashtag Safe America, Save the Children, who says, we owe them, but I see big money ahead for everyone. Thank you to Raina, who says, I thought, you was about to bring out the Sandman for some time I did follow. <laughs> yeah, with the cane in there. The, the the siren going off. Thank you to uh Mega Megan Live Free for becoming an ABO supporter. Thank you to Cranberry Langers who says, Hey ABO, thanks. It does make sense. Oregon guy. Thanks for the encouraging words. God bless. Hope your channel keeps doing well, sir. Thanks much. No problem. Uh thank you to Elfrin. Arthur Lee, who says guns are allowed in the UK, you need to apply and get approval before you are allowed to purchase a real firearm. And even after that, there are tight restrictions on what you can own. Uh, David says, you do hear about the governor of Michigan breaking uh, her own rules as an East Lansing bar at a, at an East Lansing bar. Typical Democrats do as they say, not as I do always. They say they do anything that they, they, they just won't do. That's just because that's how they are. Thank you to David, who says, already read that one. Thank you to Justin, who says, a McDonald's in Illinois is giving out free iPhones to new hires, ABO for governor. Wow, a whole iPhone? My question is, how are they going to really control that? Like, do you get the iPhone after the first day? What's to stop them from coming for the first day and then bouncing after a week? They got a whole iPhone. 
And do they have to return it? How does that work? That's, that's desperation right there. Thank you to uh, Love Live Serve who says, ABO, I'm from Friato, and the people are so antisocial here. At least in San Fran, people are more social with surfer bros and day parties in Oakland. In Seattle, it's hipsters, nerd, and blue hair girl. <laughs> Thank you to Apple who says, ABO, shout out Dub Ripley. He is a manly macho man. And also your favorite soap when thinking about the mocha. Well, you're speaking about my um my sponsor. I have a soap sponsor. Yes, I do. Mr1920.com. There's a link in the box. Um, but out of my list, uh I, I like the uh the oat milk and honey out of out of my list. And I'm serious. There's a link in the box. Check it out. Matter of fact, I'm gonna put it right here in the in the um in the chat. So ABL soap. It's a, it's a little uh, label right there. Mr. 1920. There you go. So that, that soap right there I'm talking about. Matter of fact, I'm going to show it to you on the screen so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Because I've talked about it before. So it's that kind of soap where it's like, you know, it's like a they, they cut it from a block and it's natural, organic, none of that detergent stuff. That's, that's the wave right there. Get you some of that, it'll change your life. Father's Day, you know, get them something fancy. Get some of that charcoal right there so you don't, it's like, you get me some soap, boy. You know, if my dad was around, I'd give him something like that. And he'd be like, oh, this is all right. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't feel like he emasculated. you give him something like that. So a great Father's Day gift coming up, some fancy soap, real masculine packaging. Get you something like that. You'll you be good to go. And also, of course, go to the, 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 the merch store, ablmerch.com. Nope, no Dr. Squatch. This is, you know, more organic. It's more that they actually they actually they actually hit me up. I got I got two emails. I got one from Doctor Squatch and one from Mister Nineteen Twenty, and they both were like, "Let's do a deal." And I looked at both, and I was like, "Mister Doctor Squatch, Mister Nineteen Twenty, Mister Mister Nineteen Twenty, they're more receptive, they're more communicable. They talk to me like I'm a person." Doctor Squatch was more impersonal, and they weren't really trying to. It was like a mass email. Hey, you want to be an influencer? I was like, eh. But Mr. Nineteen Twenty, they hit me up in a more personal, direct way. So I went with them because I just like them more. They're more direct, personal, real quick to respond. So yeah, that's what I'm rocking with. I mean, you'd be surprised what kind of emails I get for sponsorships. I get emails all day, every day, and I only pick what I like and what I would actually use myself. Just like my flags behind me, just like my store. It's stuff that I wear. You know, this this is stuff that I designed myself, so I'm not just gonna pick anything. You know, I could have a lot of I could I could do a sponsor on I could do one new sponsor for every video, I would be different. I could do two videos a day, a new sponsor for each, but I don't because I don't like just promoting everything. I'm not gonna be promoting um cell phone games I don't play, but I digress. So yeah, shout out to all of them. Super chats, we got more of those. Thank you to uh, Bob versus Windshield who says, always blame the white man. His name is Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out to, oh, you know what? I could do that, JBGA. Compete with the InfoWars store. Yeah, I could do that for sure. Uh, thank you to Apple who says, oh, I write that one. And also Leo says, uh, a very small percentage of Irish Native American Oh, I have a very small percentage of Irish Native American in your DNA. Reparations, question mark. 
Hey man, you know what? Reparations, I feel like if you get if you get the one drop rule when they consider you black, that's why I said Sean King, aka Taco Max, aka Martin Luther Cream, he'd be a guy that reparations. And this guy's white as snow. If the word white or white was in a dictionary as far as a race, you would see Sean King right there. That's how white he is. But he would still be like, hey, where's my check? Because I'm a black man. And how do you really cut down on that? Like people identifying as whatever. They had, I, you, you identify as black and you get a check. How does that work? And where does money come from? The whole thing is a pie in the sky. But I'll move right along. Um, hey, I can't, I can't give you no free soap. I, I mean, I, I might do a giveaway. I, I might do something like that. I, I might do some giveaways here. Seriously. Because why not? You know, because you, you guys are the best. I'll do some giveaways. But I can't, I can't give you nothing right now, though. Just go ahead and get to the site. Get, get you some freshness to clean and get get something for your dad. You know, get something for your dad for his uh, for Father's Day, rather than a tie or you know something real basic. He he has a drill already. He has a tie already. Come on, he has all that. Get him something different. Throw a curveball, and 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 you know have it go that way. All right, so that'll be a wrap. Thank y'all for being here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. I'll be back live again on Saturday at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll talk for the first hour, phone calls for the next two hours from now to 11. Uh, and I'll be back doing regular videos tomorrow. I didn't do any today as far as like the regular day, but I got two lined up for tomorrow already. So that'll be a wrap. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.